93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Monday, August 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, it took just 30 seconds in Ohio and zero bullets in Texas for officers to stop two mass shootings this weekend, but not before 29 people were killed and about 50 injured in less than 24 hours. High school classmates of the gunman who killed nine people early Sunday in Dayton, Ohio, say he was suspended for compiling a hit list of those he wanted to kill and a rape list of girls he wanted to sexually assault. The accounts by two former classmates emerged after police said there was nothing in the background of 24-year-old Connor Betts that would have prevented him from purchasing a rifle with extended ammunition magazines that he used to open fire outside a crowded bar. Police on patrol in the entertainment district fatally shot him less than a minute later. The discovery of the hit list uh, in early 2012 sparked a police investigation and roughly one-third of Bellbrook students skipped school out of fear, according to an article in the Dayton Daily News. Though Betts, who was 17 at at the time was not publicly named by authorities at the time. As the author of the list, the former classmate said it was common knowledge within the school that he was the one suspended over the incident. Betts had no apparent criminal record as an adult, though if he had been charged as a juvenile, that would typically be sealed under state law. It took the first officer six minutes to arrive at an El Paso, Texas Walmart on Saturday morning after reports of an active shooter. By then, a massacre that would become one of the ten deadliest in modern U.S. history had already unfolded. A 21-year-old white supremacist of suspe- uh, is suspect- suspected of killing at least 20 people and injuring 26 others in the shooting. Shocked shoppers slid under tables. Others ran for their lives. One mother shielded her infant from the spray of bullets while another ran away with her seven-year-old daughter. The suspect, who sources identified as CNN as Patrick uh, Crucius of Allen, Texas, has been charged with capital murder and is being held without bond. He was arrested without incident Saturday after getting out of his vehicle and approaching police unarmed as they arrived at the Walmart. Authorities are now investigating a racist anti-immigrant document they believe was posted online by the suspect. The document states it took less than a month to plan the shooting. It was published on the online message board 8chan about 20 minutes before the shooting started. It lays out a dark vision of America overrun by Hispanic immigrants. The 23-word manifesto, as police called it, was attached to a post that read, I'm probably going to die today. Federal authorities are treating the shooting as a case of domestic terrorism. The Justice Department is also seriously considering bringing federal hate crime and federal firearm charges, which carries a possible death penalty. Does anybody know 8chan? I've heard it mentioned uh, a number of times. Is that dark web stuff? I think it is. No, No, it's it's not. not. In fact, uh, I was just reading this morning, and I I don't know too much about it either, Steve, but I know that uh, a security firm is, I'd have to go back to the details on this. Yeah, Cloudfair is dropping 8chan. Uh, it says here, I'll, I'll have to read it straight from here as, as opposed to going through, but it, it, if it was dark web, then it, you know, wouldn't we be dropping it. HN, uh, the online message board used by the El Paso mass shooter, uh, is offline after its security services provider withdrew support for the website. Okay. Cloudfair, the Silicon Valley company that protected 8chan from cyber attacks, announced on Monday that it had terminated its relationship with 8chan, describing it as a cesspool of hate. Okay, because this has come up a few times. Yeah, yeah with manifestos yep. end up getting published on HN, at least in a couple of other uh, situations. So I was just yep. curious. Yep. All right, uh, so this is an American-based image board website composed of users uh, created boards. Okay, 
an owner uh, moderates each board and zero interaction from site uh, site administration. Um, Okay, so on to lighter news now. Uh, Not happy news, but lighter news. The Chestnut Street Bridge uh, is scheduled to close Monday night for one year, PennDOT officials announced yesterday. The bridge will be shut down sometime after 8 o'clock and will be closed to vehicles, bicycles, and pedestrians between Schuylkill Avenue near 30th Street and 23rd Street on the east side of the Schuylkill River for one year in order to repair and redeck the 62-year-old bridge. Access to the Schuylkill River Trail from Chestnut Street along the east bank of the Schuylkill River will also be closed. Detours will be in place to assist motorists and cyclists navigate through the construction. Could you imagine how well traffic would flow if they were just to cement up the Schuylkill River? Would that not be awesome? <laughs> I mean, listen, I love the water and all that stuff. And <laughs> I love the water. Interesting activities. <laughs> just imagine. I don't go uh, over this bridge enough for me to not over the next year get caught up in it once or twice going like not oh, remembering man i totally forgot yeah, yeah, about yeah. this right. by the way thing. doesn't yeah. it always seem is that whatever estimated date of completion they give on a bridge is never the estimated date of completion of there was a, a small bridge near me heading over towards mount airy that was i thought what is what's take you could have picked so up long. the bridge mailed it over to germany have it replaced and then sent over a new, it's just ridiculous Steve, how long there's, it takes. there's one nearby me that's probably been down for Eight years. Eight yeah. years. At least. Yeah. Eight years. And they have done nothing. Like, Press. at this point, it doesn't it. exist. Yeah. People, people park in front of it now. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I got lost over there. Yeah. No, you'd have to really get... It's it's down this area called Bergy Hill. It's... it's I don't know. Maybe it did, but it's it's been closed for ages. There are probably people who have been cut yeah. off. We we don't even know exists there. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Well, They've you formed should... these tribes. <laughs> right. And, They're know, playing the Hunger Games right now. Yeah. You should try and find out why it's not done, because we had a bridge near us on Gradyville Road. It was closed for years. And you're like, well, dude, it's not that big of a bridge. You know what it was? There was like a protected freaking turtle. Yes. There was a turtle. protected turtle. There was the turtle species that like they needed to protect. <laughs> right. And so that's they why they didn't... I'm like, well, the bridge is already there. Yeah, this you know? one I think they just don't care about. Okay, yeah, it's not Can a main, it's not a main thoroughfare. Do that and be like, you know what? We don't. This isn't priority. We're just going to leave it yeah. closed for eight yeah. years until somebody really gets pissed off. So the closure is part of a 103.6 million dollar project to fix not just I like the bridge, <laughs> but the uh, to fix seven nearby structures. Uh, two viaducts over the Schuylkill are slated for rehabilitation, as well as under the Chestnut Street Bridge between 30th and 31st Streets. The Chestnut Street uh, start Stone bridges over 24th Street, among others. Two retaining walls are also scheduled for repair work. PennDOT announced other improvements to the Chestnut, Chestnut Street Bridge, including installation of decorative barriers and railings. Ooh, decorative barriers. Creation of a dedicated bicycle lane on the north side of Chestnut Street between 34th Street and 22nd Street, and the construction of wider sidewalks. The reopening of the bridge is scheduled for August of 2020. In sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. (laughs) 
Larry Garcia hit a grand slam. Elroy Jimenez added a three-run shot, and Tim Anderson also went deep to lead the Chicago White Sox to a 10-5 win over the Phillies yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. The Phillies are still in the National League wildcard hunt, but lost two of three at home to the below 500 White Sox. The Phillies aren't out of the National League playoff picture yet, but they fell to 6-15 and since the All-Star break. They're on the road this week and open up a series in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. Vince Velasquez gets the start. Game time is set for 9:40. The New England Patriots and quarterback Tom Brady are finalizing a contract extension through the 2021 season and will pay him $23 million this year. That $8 million increase for 2019 will make Brady the sixth highest paid quarterback in the league, tying him with Drew Brees of the New, uh, New Orleans Saints. The Patriots, in turn, get an additional $5.5 million of salary cap space this season. And the Philadelphia Union beat D.C. United 5-1 last night in Washington. Marco Fabian had two goals as the Eastern Conference leading Union cruised to the win, which kept them in first place with 42 points, three points ahead of Atlanta United. The Union are back home this weekend with a match on Sunday against the Houston Dynamo. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Hope everybody had an enjoyable weekend as we uh, head back to the work week and reality and all that good stuff. But, yeah. Uh, weather was nice this weekend and everything. It was really yeah. nice. And yeah. what you're saying, you already you already put out the good news early. The weekend coming up looks pretty promising. As of now, we'll see if that holds. But, uh, yeah, right now we're looking pretty solid. And by the time we get to that weekend on Friday, we will have a Word of the Week prize to give away. But we start you getting in the running for it. Today, at the end of the show, we have Metro by T-Mobile four-pack of four-packs. Okay, so this is some good stuff. You get a four-pack of general admission tickets to the Philadelphia Zoo, Adventure Aquarium, Clementon Park, and Splash World, and the Santana Concert on August 24th at BB&T Pavilion. So we got the summer activity laid out for you here. I think Santana would be a perfect summer concert. Oh, man. I, I saw them. It was a long, long time ago. It was over over maybe 25 years ago outside what on a summer that? night. I, I don't remember. It was... Um, Might have been Zibop, right? No, it wasn't Zibop. It was, it was after that. Okay. But it was... Uh, they were touring, and, and it was outdoors, and it was... Oh, cool, man! I really, really love that sound. It. Yeah, definitely, it definitely lends itself to being out on a beautiful night, hearing music like "Oh yeah, come on." Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll give you those tickets uh, along with everything else uh, coming up at the end of the week. So listen up for the letter of the day, word of the week prize. Uh, what else we have going on? Uh, we are going to give away Renfair tickets for this little get together with Marissa Magnata. That is not until the seventeenth. Uh, but it includes bus transportation from WMMR as well. So listen up for your chance to get on board. And Marissa's excited because she's never been to the Ren Fair. Maybe you haven't been to the Ren Fair. She's going to love it. All experiences stuff together. Guest-wise on the program today, Good Eats. Our buddy Nick Elmy, celebrity chef, is stopping in today. And also James Beard, award-winning chef, Mike Solomonov is huh. going to be here, too. Yeah, they're uh, to talk about the Audi Festival, which is coming up in September. And so we're talking about two of the absolute best. We'll stop in, so we'll talk to those guys a little bit later on this morning. Otherwise, business as usual. So I tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. I'll have the entertainment report all set. We'll get a prize set to uh, give away for the stupid question and more. We'll be back in just a moment. Let's hang together on the Monday morning of the Preston Steve Show. WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> 
Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yeah, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning and give away a pair of PA Renfair tickets. Uh, this is not the, the trip with Marissa, but Yeah, so back off. These are tickets to the PA Renfair, and you shall enjoy. And I thought this was a good question this morning. What is the name of the island on which the Statue of Liberty stands? Ooh. 215263WMMR. What is the name of the island on which the Statue of Liberty stands? Have you ever been? I have not. I went last year. I have, the closest I've gotten is Battery Park. So I've lived in, uh, you know, I'd lived in New York for all my formative years, and it took towards the latter part of that for me to actually get over to the freak. It's one of those, it's like the Liberty Bell here. Yeah. Uh, I guess you should go go check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. cool. It's, uh, you know, it's, um, as with anything like that, it appears smaller to you once you're there. Right. It's still pretty big, though. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays today. Here's one uh, just popped up here. Uh, Nick had it up. It was uh, it's James Gunn's birthday, the writer huh. and producer, huh. and he is responsible for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, universe. And back least, on, right? He's back film. on. He's uh, yeah. the postponement. He's going to be working on three, but he's actually working on Suicide Squad two. Okay, which I think bodes well for that. That was that was an interesting uh, development. Watching that, all of that happen, having to take off right away, and then. People sort of came to his defense, and Disney took their time. A lot of people came from his to his defense from yeah. all political quarters and all that stuff because it, it, that's when this scouring ten, fifteen, you know, year old, uh, you know, tweets or whatever the hell it, that came back to bite him in the ass, and it was just it just seemed weird, you know. It did, yeah, but I'm glad that he's directing the third one because I like what he does, and and uh, I think he's a great director. And he, I yeah. mean, not that that excuses poor behavior in the past, but I'm, I'm glad that he's uh, sort of been absolved of his sins. And I didn't know this. It says here, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. He's 53, so he's only a couple of years older than me. I wonder if we know some of the same people. You'll probably beat him up in school. I'll have to find out. No, I never got any fights in school. I'll have to see if uh, see where he went to where he, see if you can find out where he went to high school. You bet. All right. So also celebrating birthday today is Pat Smear. Uh, kind of a member of Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Definitely a member of uh, Foo Fighters. But uh, he was like an extra guitarist that Nirvana added. Yes. You remember him from yeah. the Unplugged video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, great musician and uh, celebrates his 59th birthday today. So happy birthday to Pat Smear. Smear is a problematic name. It can be. It is. Yeah. It sounds a little weird. Uh, also, look, wait, that can't be his real name, right? Because you think it's Pat Smear. I mean, is it like a, kind of a, like a funny stage name? I, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Nick. You want to look that one up for me? Yeah. I got the James Gunn thing here. And see what high school he went to. See, he went okay. to uh, Jesuit St. Louis University High School, so I didn't know anybody there. That's right. okay, then. And Pat Smear's birth name is Casey. You were very, very observant of you. George Albert Ruthenberg. There wow. You know. Okay. Yeah. He changed it to make it sound like Pat Smear. George Albert Ruthenberg. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Casey, was he the one that you and I were standing next to? We went to that show in New York years ago, and we didn't realize that it was him. And it, it, the Foo Fighters were not on stage, but they were, it was that Amsterdam thing. Yeah, I don't recall. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, he is 59 today. Uh, actor Jonathan Silverman. I always liked him. Yeah. Uh, What's Jonathan, going on with him? Jonathan Silverman, who played uh, Eugene in Brighton Beach Memoirs. Yeah. It's a great movie. 
Uh, and then he was, is this Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah. Is that what you're playing? He was in the Weekend at Bernie's movies. I'm not really sure what he ended up doing, uh, Steve. But uh, I just thought two, he was right? a likable guy. <laughs> yeah, this is two. part two. Yeah. Yeah. The first one's the believable one. Yeah, Thank this you. is where yeah. the body would actually reanimate and come to life. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because on, of some man. sort of voodoo thing or whatever. That's yeah. ridiculous. The only way to really pass off a dead body is to treat it like a marionette. <laughs> uh, looks like he's still working, but he's doing lesser known things. Although he was on Scandal and Casey Undercover and uh, some stuff like that. But... Uh, yeah, he's he's still out there doing his thing. So he's uh, 53 years old today. Tawny Katane. Oh, she was everything in the uh, in the late 80s. World. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was uh, riding around on the car for White Snake. Former wife of David Coverdale and featured in a, in a few of their videos. And of course, she was the the wife in Bachelor Party or the yeah. fiance, I should say. Uh, and uh, stunningly beautiful. Well, she had that mane of hair. Yeah, yeah, red, gorgeous yeah. hair. But she, um, she was married to an athlete for a while, and they got into. Uh, oh yeah, they got into like they we were like physical with each other. They were yeah, both beating each right. other up. Yeah, I think she had a little substance abuse issue, yeah. if I recall correctly. But she turns fifty-eight years old today, so don't give her any substances for her birthday. She'll abuse them. Uh, Maureen McCormick. That's right, Marcia Brady. Marsha Brady is uh, 63 years old today. That was one of my first profound, painful crushes. Yeah. That was like, I really liked Marsha. Good portion of America in that in that time had a yeah. crush on, on Marsha when she developed later on in and that show. Her and the rest of the cast just reunited Preston to check out the Brady Bunch house, which they did for uh, one of the home yeah. channels. And they really redesigned it on the inside to look like the Brady House, and they did were they? all there. Yes. Oh so the, the the network bought the house yeah. and did that. So they had them all there, and they were all freaking out because it looks awesome. That's great. So uh, Maureen, 63 today. <clears throat> Lonnie Anderson. Talk about crushes. Lonnie Anderson, WKRP, man. I had that poster of her in the red bikini. <laughs> she was... She was very much like in the style of Marilyn Monroe and Jane Mansfield. Very, very uh, busty. Yes, very blonde. big, blonde, do, you know, yeah. Uh, and she and Burt Reynolds married for a pretty long time. That was a tumultuous split. It was. Uh, she's 73 years old today. Uh, and the last, last birthday I saw is uh, Patrick Ewing, NBA Hall of Fame basketball player. Actually met him one time. Did you? Where? Yeah, at a Sixers game. Huh. The Sixers were playing the Knicks, and it was, uh, and Matt, my my stepbrother was in town, and so he's he's a big NBA fan, and uh, uh, so Matt took us, you know, back in the, in the hallways cool. after the game was over, and for a chance to maybe get a picture and autograph, and Patrick Ewing came by, and he was a super nice guy. He probably turned away and go, I just met. Uh, <laughs> hang on. You said <clears throat> you have a stepbrother? I do. Oh, my God. I've never you didn't know for, that? I had no idea. Yeah, so my, my dad married another woman, and she has two kids, and those are my oh. step uh, step uh, brother and sister. Okay, so, so they're they're not, sit right often. next to this man every day. Learn yeah. about <laughs> him. Step, uh, step, not half, so they're not your Correct. dads. Okay. Yeah, they're not related always, to me at all. Not that it confuses me, but I always have to. Th- that's something I always have to think about, half and step. Yeah, but I got really pissed in one time as he put his nutsack on my drum set. No! Oh, man. Oh and then he tried to throw him out the window. Yeah. You touch my drum set? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, Patrick Ewing is uh, 57 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Raptor. Uh, <laughs> Good housekeeping. John Stamos. John Stamos. Thank you. Uh, what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> what is the name of the island that uh, the Statue of Liberty stands on? And as I'm looking at the list here, I figured we'd get a lot of incorrect answers. But yep. I'll try and find the right one. Let me go to Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea, good morning. 
Good morning. Hi, Chelsea. Do you know the name of the island that the statue is on? It's Bedloe Island. Bedloe's Island. Yes, that's correct. A lot of people we know it is Love Ellis. Island. What's yeah. that? We know it is Love Island. Love Island. A lot of people thinking Ellis Island, but nah. that's right next to it, and uh, that's where the um, if, if you're coming in from out of the country, from from Europe specifically, it would stop there, and they would do the customs and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Immigration. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just watch the X Men movie. You'll you'll figure it out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, uh, at the box office, speaking of movies, number one was Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. It made sixty, almost $61 million at the box office, so it was a big take. Is this the final big release for the summer? Good a lot of times in August, they start to just uh, clean house. And this was, I think this is the last one where they gave a big push to. Very well might be. Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, the Lion King was second, followed by Once, Time in Holl- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Toy Story 4, Yesterday, The Farewell, Crawl, Aladdin, and Annabelle Comes Home. She's home. <laughs> He's back. You look great. All right, so <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God, I forgot. Some people call her Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Weston's Santa Claus. Which, uh, for an, on an improvisational level, he did pretty damn well. <laughs> great. I think yeah. some people call her Annabelle. Annabelle. She's actually a terrifying little dog. <laughs> Dude with the powers of Satan. <sighs> All right, so... Santa's uh, got to go. Kevin Spacey's quiet time is over. For months, the former star kept out of the limelight as numerous allegations of sexual misconduct poured forth. Uh, but now he has emerged, opting to read a poem about a wounded performer determined to overcome the persecution and wounds he has endured for the sake of entertainment. Hmm, that could be about him, huh? Yeah, Spacey read his piece in front of the Greek statue Boxer at Rest in Rome, selecting Gabriel Tinti's poem The Boxer for the occasion. Uh, he had said, the more you're wounded, the greater you are, and the more empty you are. He read, they used me for their entertainment for a uh, fed on shoddy stuff. Life was over in a moment. He continued saying, the more you, uh, you're you wounded, the greater you are, and the more empty you are. I have endured no end of sleepless nights. I have spent hours and hours sweating to destroy and fall. This is all from this poem. That what the hell are you about. talking about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this was his first uh, performance since the 2017 sexual misconduct charges against him were dropped. The case in Nantucket was the first of more than a dozen allegations against him to make it to trial. Uh, he did not speak to reporters present at the reading about any of the allegations. Uh, this event was not advertised, but some reporters were tipped off and appeared Notably, this isn't Spacey's first performance that alludes to his trouble. Last December, he released a video in which he opted, uh, adopted the persona of Frank Underwood, his character from House of Cards. That was a weird video. That was really weird. He's under investigation in L.A. and London and denies any wrongdoing. Is he still going to appear on That So Raven? I don't know. Yeah. I think they probably put that on. Put the, the hold on that. Uh, billionaire Kylie Jenner is not shy about her status, frequently posing herself with uh, partner Travis Scott and their babes amid Bentleys, Rolls Royces, and hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of handbags and shoes. The fans say that her latest birthday collection makeup launch has gone too far. Too far! She let fans know that she'd be introducing the line on August 10th in honor of her 22nd birthday and let them know that the theme would be... Money. 
Uh, the collection includes lip glosses, eye palettes, highlighters, etc., that are all emblazoned with dollar signs. I'm getting excited, <laughs> Preston. And the names have caught fans' attention, too. So the names are Work For It, On A Budget, and Money Ain't Everything. And then the bottom uh, lower right is Lucky Slut. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that color. Uh, fans were quick to respond. One called the line tone deaf while another said she's a show off trying to make everyone feel poor. Isn't that the whole deal though? Isn't that what got her to the dance was her, her, everyone sort of, or her fans enjoying being voyeuristic about her lifestyle. Yeah. So this is what she's, she's catering to her, her group. Do you like any of these shades, Kathy? I mean, uh, yeah, I I would use it. I have the lip gloss that I told you before. I like it. Now, do you wear lip gloss as lip gloss or do you use it as eyeliner? (laughs) Sometimes. It's happened. I use the uh, eyeliner for my... uh, Kathy's very experimental when it comes to cosmetics. Not on purpose. Just because I'm an idiot. at a palette of really sparkly colors. Is that... Is that, are those for your eyes or lips? I don't know. Those are probably think. those are uh, eyeshadows. Yeah, okay. but it doesn't matter. I would, but I mean, I would get that and, and use those colors. It depends on the quality of the product. Like okay. a lot of the eyeshadows, I have to try them to make sure that you know whatever. It's well, too much. It's too much for you guys. But basically, I would try it, and if I liked it, what does even lasts all day? Yes, the things like yes, that they don't yes. run. Okay, right. It's safe because they're all they tested, sister friend. Yeah, all right, they're okay. all tested on puppies, so it's all good. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, she's going with that with a money theme, and and you're. You're right, Steve. Listen, the whole uh, the whole fascination with this family and some other celebrities or influencers or whatever is that, like you said, that voyeuristic thing. This is how those super rich people live, and you get a peek at it, and you're in my you admire some people admire it. So last night you a know? show premiered. I guess it was the premiere. Uh, I, I recorded it. I set the recording for it. Scott Disick, House Flipper. Yeah, and he's flipping multi millionaire. You know, mega homes. Oh, really? So that's the synopsis. Okay. I hate Scott Disick. Is it Bravo? E. Okay. And uh, so I just I just need to experience it so I can speak with confidence about how much I'm going to hate it. Unless I'm surprised and it becomes my favorite show. I mean, I used to like, you know, uh, what was... Uh, uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Lifestyles Famous. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and shows like Cribs and stuff like that. But the thing that... I love now, it. Now, it ended there. I would watch the one episode right. about the one person and their place... I didn't need to see their entire life all the time, and that's <laughs> that was the, the difference. Point. No, so, I agree. I didn't need to see them going into their butt room. Right, right, exactly. So, but anyhow, is the name of the show really "Flip It Like Disick"? Really, "Flip It Like oh, Disick." You my got God. it. Yep, "Flip It Like Disick." <laughs> Shut up. <I'm> not, <laughs> I have no other words. Shut so, up. I can't it's think not of anything. even a good name. No, like, this is awful. I set the recording for it. I'm going to see what I have oh. wrought. Mm. All right. Why do you torture yourself like that? Steve? I so I can speak with some degree of confidence when I disp- when I openly express my loathing of it on air. Right. At least I should give it a shot. All right. Who knows? On. It could be the new Hill Street Blues. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Be careful out there. Be careful out there. There's a douchebag. <laughs> Let's be careful out yeah. there. There's a douchebag. There's a douchebag. <laughs> Angelina Jolie rolls naked through gray satin sheets. As Wild Thing by the Trogs plays in the background. This is in a new commercial for uh, Guerlain. Eddie Bauer? No. <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. Guerlain Mon Guerlain in uh, Intense Fragrance. Kathy, you ever heard of that before? You know, I don't wear fragrances. No. Okay. Preston, it's Gorilla Monkey Gorilla. Gorilla Monkey Gorilla Intense. No, it's Guerlain <laughs> Mon Guerlain. <laughs> Guerlain. 
<laughs> Gorilli. Gorilli. <laughs> the campaign is set in the rural surroundings of Angelina Jolie's Cambodian home, the brand revealed of the ad, which was shot by Oscar-winning cinematographer Emmanuel Lubezki. Emmanuel Lewis. Uh, no. <laughs> he, uh, this it, We're looking at it right here. She it looks says, sensational. Yeah, it says much of her body art is on display, so... There is audio of her, like, frolicking through the meadows. Oh my God! Yeah, she's got to like, be careful. She's allergic. Those Cambodian bees. Uh, yeah, she does look great, Steve. This is a, this is a good-looking commercial. Do you remember the first wow. time? The first time I saw her was in a movie called Hackers, and then she was in a movie called Gia, where she played that model, that mm-hmm. tortured model. The first movie I saw her in was Pushing Tin. Oh, okay, with Billy Bob Thornton, and she looked great yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. She was a weird character. She plays a lot of weird characters, right, right. but I remember going, "Wow, that's that's a beautiful woman." That's no something, question. Daddy Lakey. Uh, so, what else we have here for you? Uh, the Disney Channel dedicated Descendants three to the late star Cameron Boyce over the weekend, and then followed up the dedication with a sweet video tribute uh, to the late star. I watched it. I watched it like two or three times. I know that's pathetic. Really. <laughs> I, I like some of the songs. <laughs> it's cute. It's they're good. And now my daughter loves it. And how come we don't get together? Hey, my daughter loves it. She didn't even watch the whole thing. You saw it three times. <laughs> I know. You just saw the beginning of it. But I, Steve, I get caught up in it. Right. It's, it's the, the thank song, you. The Preston. songs are fun. It's it's it's, it's a, an energetic cast. It's a continuation of these these stories from from these Disney you know villains and, and it makes and, you and feel heroes. good. It I, gives you hope for life. Yeah. So I I will watch this eventually, but. Uh, he died at 20 years old unexpectedly from a complication that stemmed from epilepsy, of course. So that's sad. Now. It was a nice, really, really nice little tribute at the end of it. And uh, I, I thought my review, by the way, though no one asked, uh, a little bit. So I love the first. Second one was OK. A little bit too much of the pirate stuff. Yeah. Third one, though, really good. And li- a, a proper ending to the trilogy. I did like the first one better. So I'm I'm looking forward to then seeing it. Then you're going to like it. Then. All right. Uh, the Bachelorette, Hannah Brown. Making up with her runner-up, Tyler Cameron, after dumping Jed Wyatt following claims made by his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> uh, Brown invited Cameron over for drinks during the show's live finale last week, and he was spotted leaving her home Friday in the morning. I parked her. <laughs> Hard. Wow. <laughs> I left stuff on her sheets. There was uh, yeah, a group of reporters. That Babies they, came out of my pee-pee. They saw him leaving and uh, said, Tyler, what do you think, sir? Not bad. Yeah. Do, a, do a little improvement on the handy, but overall, I'll give it an eight. <laughs> yeah. No, but apparently he was, yeah, he was spotted leaving her home Friday morning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, okay. Yeah, we'll Again, see. we talked about, and actually, this we're not... Uh, going off the deep end on this because they they talked to some ABC producers who talked about how they are going to seek to avoid a situation like this. So, you know, where the whole season is basically rendered meaningless because right. it was all bullcrap. <laughs> and they, they and as you pointed out, there's only so much vetting you can do. Yeah. But Casey, as you said, check the guy's social media stuff. <laughs> what, what anyone who's actually just dating probably does now and then, mm. just do that and you would have seen that he already had a girlfriend. Yep. Which uh, reporters pulled uh, all-night duty for a Hannah Brown's house, by the way? That's, oh, I'm sure the hard-hitting City Beat editors. <laughs> Sounds right. like a really low end Dombrowski, of the we need you to go over to Hannah B's house. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, with a rumpled coat, Nick, and a, <laughs> a scotch in his hand and yeah. a cigar. Hey, uh, Wendy Williams opened up about the recent family and personal drama she's been dealing with, uh, including, but not limited to, rehab, health scares, and impending divorce. And it was on the final season, uh, 10 episode of her show. Final season 10. 
This Wait, the, oh, the ten episode season? I don't know. She hasn't <laughs> yeah. been on for ten years on television, has she? No. Has she? Not that long. Anyway. Yeah, it has to be ten episodes. She no, said, but it's not just ten episodes that she's been on TV. She, the the show is a daily show. Tenth episode oh, of her show. True. I don't know. Whatever. She would have knocked that off in less than two weeks. Yeah. So she said... Congratulations. <laughs> You've seen me pass out this season. You've read about me in tabloids and the paparazzi and all that. But through it all, my one joy, aside from my son and family, is you. I'm not doing this show forever, but it certainly will be back for season 11. Well, there you, you go. everything to me. A lot of... You are fabulous. A lot of people didn't think that we could do it, but we did it. September 16, I love you for watching, and I'll see you next time on Wednesday, she says. So, so she has yeah, the guy who was season. filling in for her for a little bit, Jerry O'Connell, is getting his own talk show now. No yep. kidding. Yeah. And I like Jerry O'Connell. I like O'Connell. Jerry. I'd watch Jerry O'Connell before I'd watch Wendy Williams. I've not seen him do the show, but uh, I do like that guy. All right, although it was first published over 40 years ago, The Stand... Remains one of Stephen King's most iconic novels. It's your favorite book, right? It's, it's, my, it's my favorite book of his by far. I'm a huge fan of the Dark Tower series, but in just one novel, the It, or It, it not It, I'm sorry, It is in mentioned in this article, but The Stand is a masterpiece. I love it. And most King aficionados that I know would agree with you. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's also one of the longest single-part novels he's ever written. It's over 1,300 pages. Uh, but apparently King has even more ideas for the story that he is only just writing now. On Thursday, Deadline reported uh, that the horror master is writing a continuation of the book, but just as a part of the upcoming CBS Limited series adaptation. He's not writing, from what I understand, it's for this. It's not for uh, a- another book. It's It's... Okay, so it's script for the I series. I believe so, yeah. So the news broke as part of a press tour for the Television Critics Association. I, I, I wonder, I, I'm assuming from this article, that's what it sounds like. And uh, later that night, King himself confirmed it. And this was a uh, statement from Julie McNamara, who's CBS All Access EVP, said, for fans of the book who have wondered what became of the survivors of The Stand, this episode will contain a story that takes us beyond the book to answer those questions. You know, Julie, Julie's a maiden name, right? It's Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, she got married Look to how well me. Ben done. McNamara. Yeah. Uh, a continuation to The Stand we can't wait to share with the world. James Marsden, Amber Heard, Odessa Young, and Henry Zaga have been cast in the series so far, which doesn't have a release date as of yet, but I'm excited so about I, it. So I actually bought, they just released the original Gary Sinise, <clears throat> Rob Lowe um, series that it was on ABC. Yep. And uh, they, re- they released it to uh, Blu-ray, so I ordered it because it's been forever since I've seen it. I remember they did a really good job. Well, I think it's Gary Sinise who's, who walks through the Queens Midtown Tunnel to get out of the city. Uh, no, it was a different guy. Well, I wanna... whoever it is, but he's walking. I think it was Larry, Larry Underwood. Right. Uh, he... the, the singer who, who had to go through the tunnel. Yeah, it's freaky. Freaky. The, the, the scene all of the, the book is terrifying. Dead bodies. Yep. and Yeah. Yep. Uh, so shortly after King tweeted, showrunner Josh Boone uh, shared an image of the tweet on his Instagram page, wrote, well, I can die now. Wait, I have to shoot the last hour first. So they are working on it. Uh, our buddy Bam Margera uh, was a bit off the rails on Saturday after laying into an airport worker, calling him an idiot and ultimately getting taken off the flight. Did we get the audio of this? I yeah, sent it to you. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, it's unclear what exactly happened, but it looks like Bam was uh, a bit wasted when he got on a Southwest flight in Atlanta and was told that he was either too drunk or obstinate to fly. 
Uh, and apparently he told the officer he had 50 shots of tequila and then oh, no. called him an idiot for believing it and then insisting he only had one drink. I, I was watching this and I felt bad for the guy who uh, Bam was berating. And, and yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you know Bam, Bam was up to. Of course, we're friends of Bam's. But uh, he did he did knock off a couple of funny lines. And uh, you yeah. t- whatever, you, you had to chuckle a little bit right. if you have the audio. Here we go. Okay. I had one drink. You also have an integrity. By the way, Bam is filming this himself. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's holding the camera. So okay. He- okay. I had one drink. You also have an integrity issue. Yeah. Because a minute ago you said you had 50. Because I'm f***ing with you, you idiot. What are you, a f***ing moron? You think anybody can do 50 shots of tequila? Listen. Your word, You man. got out of your goddamn yeah. mind. That's your word, my brother. No one could do 50 shots of tequila. You'd be yeah, dead. I know, I know that, yeah. <laughs> so you believe me? You should be fired if you believe me. Yeah, like I said, man. You, you should be fired if you believe me. No one could do 50 shots of tequila, you idiots. Can you get off the plane and lie about it? <laughs> yeah, because I'm already off the plane. I told you I had one drink. It's true. And then I tell you I have 50 shots of tequila. Who can do 50 shots of tequila? I hope not. You believe that? Yeah, I did. I did. And I told you I bought 500 beers. And you believe that f- too? No, that's why I drew the line. I was like, this dude is obviously lying. Man. Oh, so you draw the line that I drank 500 <laughs> beers. That's where it was at for me. 500 beers. Yeah. I, why know. is he being kicked off? I'm sorry. Because he was either too drunk or he was being belligerent. You know, I don't know. One or the other. It's... Yeah, you know, yeah. we've had there've been a couple of situations recently and and I and and I feel bad for this guy. But uh I have to say I I've, I've uh, you know that he's Bam seems fairly lucid in this, but who knows? We weren't there. Uh it looks like he was taken into custody. He was just posted that he had posted his therapist was flying to meet with him. Of course, he struggled with addiction and spent time in rehab, and he's also been posting pics lately calling out his wife Nikki and Jackass co-star Brandon Novak. Saying that he's done with them. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I don't know, but he and Novak have been had this off and on thing for a long time, right? Well, yeah, and Novak was actually, I mean, he was the one who was really struggling in a, a virulent uh, heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. Bam helped him, and now he's trying to help Bam back. And Novak has been clean and sober for years now. In fact, uh, he just was like given a license to be like a counselor. Wow, um, that's a turnaround, mm-hmm. big time turnaround. Yeah. One last story. The Expendables and Rocky co-star Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren have reunited for an action drama series, which is becoming the most sought-after project this season, Deadline reports. is this Now, is the word Dolph Lundgren will star in this series? I know Stallone won't be starring in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Fox, CBS, NBC, Netflix, and Apple are reportedly interested in this, yeah. Uh, the story follows Lundgren as a covert operative at the Department of Safety and Security at the U.N., uh, so this is basically murder. She wrote. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot like that. He's, yeah, no, that's uh, that's so cool. They are. If you follow, and I encourage you to follow Stallone on Instagram because he's always posting videos and stuff. But like he and Dolph Lundgren are really good buddies. Yeah, and um, when he describes Lundgren was hitting him so hard in Rocky Four that he actually sort of dislodged his heart. Stallone, yeah. he had to go that. into the hospital for a couple of days. I will break you. Yeah. I must break you. And it almost did. It really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt right here where my heart is. Oh, man. Uh, so they're working together again. It should be pretty cool. All right. Uh, let's get to the clips. 
Divorce shows how going through this common life milestone can result in things that you wouldn't expect. In this clip, Sarah Jessica Parker discusses how the series tries to realistically portray the turmoil. I thought that there was something really interesting to explore, that there was lots of television shows about families and marriages, and they're, for the most part, very buoyant and often really cozy, and that I was interested in this other portrait, and how do we talk about these big, adult, interesting themes, and how do they relate to other people? <laughs> the calling. We're on the track. That's the call. Uh, the series conclusion divorce airs tonight at 10 p.m. on HBO. Someone was telling me, and I forget where they heard it, but apparently on Red Dead Redemption, the, the video game, mm-hmm. you can name your horses mm-hmm. and they block you. You can't name a horse, Sarah Jessica. No, really? <laughs> That's what I heard. I have that game. Yeah. Um, Try to load that okay. name in because apparently so many people attempted to do it. Seriously? Yeah. That they... That's funny. I, I mean, they should. If you want to name your horse Sarah Jessica Parker, you should yeah, be allowed to. But yeah. uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe one of the game designers is a friend or something. Maybe. All right, here's the next clip. My Life is Murder features a fearless private investigator as she solves bizarre crimes while coping with her civilian life. Here, Lucy Lawless. Love Lucy Lawless. Discusses how the show displays her personality. We were on it from the beginning, and so it was written for me. And then I got to ad-lib a good deal, and they um, they made space for it in the writing. You know, So it, there's more of me in this show than any other show I've ever done. Is she the star of this show? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask, Kathy, have you seen the commercials for the upcoming 90210? No. Okay. So uh, they have, you know, it's the original cast, and then someone comes in at the end, like like in a boardroom, and she says, this is going to be fun. And I'm trying to identify if if they know... Who oh. this person is? I don't okay. know. I mean, so, I, like they have a, a an Instagram account and they post all kinds of pictures and videos yeah. all the time. Does it look like Lucy Lawless? Is that why you brought it up? I, you know, Nick, I was trying to figure out. And I'm probably so wrong; it's unbelievable that it'll actually bring you to your knees with how wrong I am. But well, but it's not her. I don't. I mean, it's, okay. it's not on her credits anyway. All I right. want to see this. I want to play this game. Uh, I do too. Okay, so. Um... All right, is this, are we watching the video of it right now? Yeah, they're sitting around and, well, let's see. No, the, the actual commercial it's airing now, this is sort of a featurette oh, for it. Okay. All right, but, well, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see if we can pull that up and, and play that little game because we've got to take a break. But My Life is Murder is now streaming on Acorn TV. What the F is Acorn <laughs> TV? From Little Acorns Come Big Trees, Preston. Acorn yeah. TV? I know. When uh, did that one sneak in here? <laughs> Oh, my God, there's too much. Too many channels. Too yeah. many freaking channels. It's, right. it ex- it's, apparently, it's a uh, British uh, station, but this is the American version of it. So there's... Bre- <laughs> Have you seen that British channel that's all that's all British TV shows? It's a uh, it's not BBC America. No. Mm. It's, a, it's a pay service, and it basically is all things British. Okay. <laughs> Just you know, it. eventually, there's going to be a television show, yeah. an individual television show for every person in America. Like, you know, this is just, you. there's going to be 300 million TV shows. We're on our way right now. In your house, when you go to Netflix, are there like five different profiles of, of well, yeah, for yeah. the whole family? Yeah. 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 So we're Most getting definitely. there. Yeah. It's funny because all of them say it's, you know, 
Preston, Rochelle, Parker, Carter, and then the last one is called The Favorite. That's what my daughter <laughs> named her channel on Netflix is The Favorite. I like her. You can, name, you can name it Sarah Jessica Parker if you want to. We need to watch The Descendants together. We do. Carolina yeah, and I. I need to get you guys together. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. We got what? calls coming in. They might know the answer to this, Steve. I'm oh, assuming. But I, I want to figure you wanna, it out. All right, we want to play. Yeah. Don't put the answer up. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back in a second. We'll try to figure it out ourselves. We'll return. Stay with us on this Monday morning with the President of Steve Show. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five-finger death punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Steve was wondering aloud at the uh, the new uh, 90210 commercial. There's somebody that shows up at the end. I didn't go look at the video when we were in the Yeah. Did so they you, make Casey? The, yeah, no. You were curious. It's hard yeah. to find the, the exact, because there's a whole <laughs> bunch of promotional stuff out. But they have the whole cat. I'm excited. I, you know, I, I was a, listen, if I'm watching The Descendants, you Bet your ass I watch 90210. All right, there's a so, few, few yeah. people that want to let oh. you know who it was, if you're okay with that. Yeah, please. All right, I'll, I'll go to Amy. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Amy. Um, yes, go ahead. Yes. Um, it is Emily um, um, mm-hmm. um, Brandon's ex-girlfriend, which is the actor Jason Priestley, but I don't know Emily's real name. Okay. You don't know the actress's name. Okay. Oh, I oh. Okay, I do remember her. I liked her on the show. I did too. She looks a lot different. Christine Elise. Okay. Is her name. That's it. Well, that's actually pretty cool. I did like her. Okay. Okay. I'm such an idiot. I I didn't see it. I I watched this show. Yeah. I used to love Ava. You know, I was talking about Luke Perry. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't get a good grade job. When does that come job in your Porsche and take her right up the coast? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, soon. It's got to be any any day now. I I mean, they're hitting it hard with the commercials. Interesting. Marissa brought in a. What is that? Marissa got something oh, in the mail pl- from Fox. It's a box, <laughs> and you open it up, and it plays the theme song, and it's got a, a license plate. Oh, it says 90210 on it. All right. Yeah. All right. BH90210. <laughs> got it. Well, can't wait. Very right. exciting. Uh, um, there's an, uh, Casey had an interesting scenario pop up over the weekend. Thought this might be one to bring up to the listening audience today. Uh, to chime in. Case, you want to explain? Yeah, because I, I was the only one. I was the uh, the outsider looking in on this one. I was playing golf. I was with uh, three other gentlemen. Um, and one of the gentlemen got, <laughs> got a text message from his wife while we're out on the course. Um, asking him, because we were down the shore. Uh, asking because she had forgotten to pack underwear and, and a bra and bras for their daughter. Their daughter is... Probably, I don't know, like 11 or 12 max. All okay. right. Uh, and so can, while you're out, can you can you pick up some girls' panties <laughs> oh, no. and some bras? <laughs> and uh, and they, all three of those guys were aghast. Like, you, I, no, can't do that. You're a, no, that, no, I'm a, I'm a man. I can't go buy little girls' underwear. <laughs> 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 and... I was like, I was like, yeah, but you're her dad, right? Like, you're right. her dad, so it's okay. It's that's exactly the kind of an excuse, right? I, I, see, my my mind races that same way as well. Well, there were a couple of different, you know. So I, I you know, regardless of whatever, I don't even like. Yes, I would go get the underwear. My only thing was like, well, we're on the golf course, and and you have a car too. You can go get it while you know, like I'm I'm. I'm I'm doing something right now. Why don't well, she was probably, you was she saying, go... like, on your way home, grab it, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, she 
Could at the little it. girl underwear store. <laughs> but, on, but regardless, the, but the yeah. issue is this guy didn't want to buy little girl's underwear because the way it would look of him purchasing little girl's underwear. Right, and then he had also said that, hey, there have been child abductions that where they caught the uh, they caught the abductor because said abductor uh, bought children's underpants like right after the child okay. was abducted. Yeah. Well, that's usually if you're actually abducting a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. And, you know, I mean, yes. you know, I don't think it, I don't think they're going to call the cops because you purchased. Little girl's panties at a store where it's completely no. illegal to do that. Once you walk in and you say, by the way, I have not abduct- abducted a little girl. I'm right. purchasing. Right. Yeah. Right. Just to let you know I am purchasing. I'm an adult man by myself purchasing little girl's underwear. <laughs> it's because I have not abducted a girl. Right. I could I- see how it could be awkward or why people would think that. But if if you're the wife calling, you're like, mm. it's your daughter. I forgot to do it. Pick it up on your way home. Exactly. You know what I mean? Did you it's balance it out deal. by buying little boys underwear as well? <laughs> no. You buy condoms. I've abducted <laughs> many children. No, no. On that level, I I would have to say I would feel a little uncomfortable. I would I would soldier through it if it was a real critical situation. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. But I, w- I would feel I, and I don't, if you bring it up to the register, you know, it's for my daughter. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. He's saying, listen, I know it looks weird. I'm buying this, but I have a daughter and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't even know. I know you wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't. But, but uh, maybe that's what you're thinking. Do you have, uh, a, do you have a male I, manager? <laughs> I have zero problems buying anything, whether it be uh, feminine hygiene products, little, I, I mean, listen, I haven't bought little girls underpants, so, you know, <laughs> Maybe I'm sort of speaking out of turn here. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe if I go to Target you know, today. When you mentioned that, I, yeah. it dawned on me. Yeah. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, dude, it's your daughter. Just yeah. pick them up. It's no big deal. It's whatever. But it dawned on me. I've never bought anything like that before. Yeah. I've never gone. I mean, simply because I don't know what exactly to get. Well, you know, it, it but... raises the whole issue of <clears throat> those things that we will purchase for the uh, women in in our occasionally asked to call into whether it be the classic feminine hygiene products. In this case, though, this one is a real. This, <laughs> this one, is different. this is the one that gets gets the the alerts on your phone. And come to think of this, is is there anything that a woman wouldn't buy if a man asked? I, I think oh, was I wondering the exact same thing. I would Kathy. never buy condoms. Oh, okay. I never go. did. I never went in a bottle. Okay, them, you, know what? you like I, to go bareback. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to get a little embarrassed uh, back in the single days buying rubbers myself, uh, just because I don't know why. They're even though it means, penis. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sir. I even know. though it clearly means yeah. you know you're going to be having sex, and there's nothing to be embarrassed about that. But I always found that a little bit embarrassing. I wear these in the rain. Mm. I still feel weird buying tampons. Like, so do I. Really? Yeah, so do like, I. Not just like oh, oh they know like you know you know what I mean? you know where I like, go Preston on that issue and and yes and it's for you uh, but I mean I was buying the condoms for me I would go to there was a mobile station right by the expressway and I would go and get my my condoms there right because there was a guy behind the counter who was doing Sudoku in a book with smoking a cigarette he didn't care yeah. and that's how you know I was able to get them there without feeling the persecution I do remember one time I felt a little bit weird and this was uh this was probably pre-kids or maybe right after we had uh, our first son but my my wife sent me to the all-night grocery store <laughs> it was probably two thirty three o'clock in the morning to purchase enemas. 
And oh, I, man. I had to go in there, and I'm like, you know, my hair's all tousled around. <laughs> I, you know, I'm wearing next to nothing. I'm like, I just woke up. I'm the only person in the store. I would like to buy these enemas, please. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm buying these that enemas. was fun. And I'm like, this, you know. And that's when I realized what marriage was and love that is. Because I did the same thing. I and, purchased enemas at a Rite Aid yeah. in Roxborough. You not yes yeah. for um, and my and special lady. I, I'm like this is this is what marriage is. Yeah, and, and, and you know. Yep. There you go. Well, now you have and you she would animus. do it for me one day. Exactly. You'll buy my animus too, honey. <laughs> I'll even work them for you. Now <laughs> you have uh, the checkout aisle that you can do on your own, so you don't even have to worry about that Good anymore. Point. You can Good just point. do it on your own. But cat- animus five dollars. Animus five dollars. You saved three dollars on your purchase of animus. Please place yeah. the enemas on the tray. <laughs> Kath, when you um when you are buying your feminine hygiene products, will you go to a female cashier over a male or usually I'm at Target, I have nine hundred things in my basket yeah. and so I just kinda throw it all on there. But um no, I've never that's that's something I might do in the future, though. It's a hey, good idea. Dutch, bring them gash pillows over here. I'll take care of you. Wow, you make me feel so comfortable. <laughs> uh, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Uh, but uh, yeah, in that case, in, in, uh, you know, there, I told you guys the time my, my we were going on vacation. My wife sent me to buy her underwear, and I went, <laughs> I went to Sears, and I didn't know. Sizes are, sure. Yeah. I literally bought her Susan Boyle's <laughs> size, like <laughs> like, like bloomers, yeah, like yeah. you know, like bloomers. <laughs> Just what the hell is this? By the way, I'd love to hear what we refuse to buy. Two one five two six three WMMR. Go ahead and give us a call and let us know. Uh, let me go to a couple of calls here so far. I'm going to go to David. Hi, David. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, David? And so I have a daughter. I bought tampons, I bought underwear, I bought little girl dresses. I would have a bigger problem explaining to my daughter how I didn't want to go shopping for her because of what a cashier at Target might think about. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah, right. True. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying, David. Just shoplift them. No, no. <laughs> Listen, this person that, you know, yeah. you'll be in and out in, in moments and... It's not going to affect your life. Except when they're on the other side of the plexiglass pointing you out in a lineup. (laughs) That's right. With him. Yeah, that was the one. He seemed nervous. His palms were sweaty when he handed me the money. (laughs) It doesn't affect your life at all. But I worked for CVS for a number of years. And and I remember exchanges where where customers bought condoms. Because there's this, like, knowing wink and nod. And you're like, yep, this person's getting late. And I just... I. To me, there was a bit more of a, of, of, of a memory attached to any of those transactions than there was for somebody coming in and buying gum. See, that's well, the that's... exact reason why I wouldn't go in and buy them. Was like the creepy cashier was staring at me. That's another perspective. <laughs> I was that guy. Maybe somebody works in retail, and you see, and, and maybe you do make a mental note of what some people are, are bringing in. I well, sometimes on a completely different <laughs> note, though. Is somebody, you know, uh, a cashier will comment on the items of, of groceries that are bought. Yeah. Oh, you're making, uh, yes. oh, it's taco night, you right. know, or something like that. It's yeah. like that scene in Singles with uh, with Piven, Jeremy Piven, at uh-huh. the, uh, oh. where he's, 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 he's going through the products that he's purchasing, yeah. and, and uh, he sees the pregnancy test, and he goes, oh. <laughs> you may have other plans. By the way, I hate that when cashiers, oh. 
I know it's cunning on your business. Yeah, you know? I, I bet oh, you are you having dessert night. Or, no, I'm having a party. Oh, these like, are good. Whatever. Do you like these? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody once commented. Well, I think I told you this. I bought all that toothpaste. That was kind of funny because it was on sale. It was my favorite toothpaste. Oh, Miss, you must have a heavy flow. <laughs> well, that when I buy the tampons, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, so do you do you get like a lot of comments? Yes. I I, I hate it. I hate when I get comments. I, I, I appreciate that they're being because I'm just as upset when they're. They're, they're, they'll, they don't look at you and they hand out, they put the hand out for the money or whatever. I like a little, I like a little bit of personality yeah. and, and being cordial. But I don't need a running assessment of what I'm purchasing. I forgot no. where I was. I was ordering something. It was like at a deli counter or something like that. And I, I don't remember what it was. And I guess I wanted something on my sandwich. And the person <laughs> behind the counter goes, "Ooh, really?" Yeah, like <laughs> that's the way to sell. But then, but then they they apologize yeah, yeah. to me. They're like, "I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I just I normally wouldn't. I wouldn't eat that. What kind of jackoff eats this? But you're a freak. So go ahead. <laughs> I um, wonder if." You have ever tried to impress a cashier by just going and buying Magnum condoms? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to Jen next. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Hey, good morning, bitches. What's up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with Kathy. Like, I hate, I mean, it happens. I'm a woman. I have to buy my tampons and my pads. I hate it. I hate making the eye contact. But I actually, I will deliberately go to stores now that have self-checkout. So I can just go uh, in, get yeah. my tampons, my chocolate, you know. <laughs> your 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 period kit, yeah. That, that, that... Casey, your friend could have won in, bought the little girl's underwear. No, no judgment. <laughs> but to be honest, Jen, those those people checking you out, they're just they're just concerned about what time they're getting off work. I mean, yeah, I, it's seriously. really you know. <laughs> well, they've seen you with all those tampons. <laughs> yeah. Like you almost feel like a little self conscious. Like I know it happens. Just. Like, don't judge me by my flow. Well, what you can do is, like, <laughs> like if you're buying condoms and you want, if you act slow, you know, say, why do these, why do these balloons have oil? <laughs> oh, uh, he doesn't know. He's just, he thinks they're balloons. I'm going to go to Zach. Hi, Zach. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, Zach? Uh... Personally, I worked at CVS for a few years, just like Nick, and I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, if you go in, you do what you need to do. If your girlfriend says, hey, I ran out of tampons, I need to need you to go pick some up, just do it. I, I can tell you firsthand, the people up behind the counter do not care. They just want to get in and out. Yeah. On the other hand... If you're in your, like, 60s and 70s and you're picking up Astroglide, they may notice that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it depends. Now, what if you were to see a guy coming in to CBS and he's buying little girl underwear. He's a little sweaty from little playing sweat, golf. Playing golf. Yeah. And uh, he comes in. What would be your first thought? Uh, I, I, I don't really know. It, <laughs> it depends on how... Depends on how the shift goes. If I'm a little upbeat, I may notice it a little more. If I'm just dragging and I need to get the hell out of there, yeah. I may not think twice about it. All right. All right. You, you know, push, push that little button under the counter. <laughs> the Zach, pedo, you know, the pedo yeah. button. You know what was nice, Zach, was that uh, you didn't have to worry about buying any of those things. You, you had access to them while working in the store. You could just buy them and then go about your day because you didn't have to wait in line for... Uh, you know, and, and have that be awkward yeah. anywhere. Speaking of, uh, by the way, yeah. t- to that exactly. point, and, and to, for, for Zach, uh, so the supermarkets have it. Places like CVS or pharmacies where you would purchase condoms and things probably a little bit more frequently. The checkout, the self-checkout, 
eliminates a lot of that. How come they don't yeah, have but those? Acme, that the place that has self checkout, uh, all the sex stuff is locked up. Oh, really? All, all that stuff is. Yep. All the sex stuff. All the, yeah. <laughs> you know, the butt plugs, the double-headed dildos. Louis, can you come up front? We need the key to the condom cut cabinet. The Benoit balls, the uh, vibrators. All we got stuff. a chick here who's bleeding out. Can you come get the tampon lock? No, tampons are not under lock. <laughs> oh, forget that, Eddie. They're not under lock. We just need the, uh, the lock for the tampon, dude. He's mm-hmm. buying for his... Well, no, no, the condoms? What do you want, sir? He wants animals. <laughs> Animals aren't locked up, I don't think. They're not. Don't worry about it. Cancel that lock order. What do you want? Lube. I'm looking for lube. He wants lube for a apparent there's chafing a chafing issue. The gentleman says he has a chafing issue when he does it from behind. <laughs> lube on sale this week? Do you still have the ass ointment bit? You oh jeez. He did a long time ago. What's that called? It was a HIPAA right. commercial, right? Or something right, right like yes. Yeah. HIPAA violation. Uh, let me go to Patrick real quick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, well, I had to call in because I have a story that's just yeah, kind of uncomfortable. I worked for a uh, research company that deals with animals, and they run studies. In this one study, they needed to, to extract stuff from a rabbit, and we were expecting a delivery of condoms and KY jelly to help extract it. And, uh, of course, the delivery didn't show up, so they sent me out to go to the local CVS and buy as much KY jelly and <laughs> condoms as I could. Wow. And the, poor, and the poor girl behind the register <laughs> must have been fresh out of high school. This is her first real oh. job. The look on her face was horror. Oh. There was no small talk. There was no how you doing. Patrick, you should have just leaned across and was, you should have said, it's okay, it's for my rabbit. <laughs> 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 it's for my rabbit. Wow. I like yeah, my rabbit. That's it, guys. Yeah, Patrick, any, any idea how much money you spent on all that stuff? Oh, we lost him. <laughs> he just hung up. Uh, Casey found this uh, uh, this old bit. Oh, okay. It was called Strictly Confidential Pharmacy. Yep. <laughs> so here we go. It was just last week that I picked up a prescription for a rectal problem at a local pharmacy. Well, I was never so embarrassed in my life. Okay. I have a prescription here for someone who needs ass ointment. <laughs> Who's got the problem with their ass? Who needs this stuff to rub in their ass? I'm looking for the person who's got the problem with their ass, needs to slather this ointment up in the crack of their ass. I want the person who's got all, like, scars and stuff on their ass. They need to use this for their ass. Who needs it? Anybody here? Raise your hand if you've got the terrible ass problem that needs ointment. Raise your hand. I'll see you scratching. I'll know it's you with the ass problem, so you might as well fess up. I was so livid I could have died. But then I found out about strictly confidential pharmacies, where privacy is their major concern. When they need to talk to you one-on-one, they drive you cross town to an empty warehouse, frequented only by the occasional drunk or prostitute. Think of it. No more embarrassing situations. Just you, your pharmacist, and if you're lucky, a non-itchy rectum. Strictly confidential pharmacies. Look for one in your neighborhood. There was. Yeah, it's pain. It can be embarrassing, you know. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to uh, Kyle, who actually plays a game. Uh, hey, Kyle, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, bud? So my friends and I used to play this game in college. We just called it the Walmart game. Basically, you go to any like Walmart, Kmart, wherever you guys want to go to, and you try to buy things to actually freak out the cash uh, the cashier, and you want to get things like 
as weird combinations as possible. Okay. Uh, one, uh, one time, which is actually by accident, I, I actually had to get a zucchini and duct tape. Zucchini and duct so, tape. So it's, it's, it's yeah. like a scavenger hunt. And now how do you – and, and the, the biggest reaction wins? Exactly. Okay. We try to – sometimes we try to limit to like three or five items, something like that. And it's just whoever can freak them out well, just wins. You know who's a perfect example? The, uh, the character that used to be the, the target lady on SNL. That was a perfect example of the of the woman who runs the running commentary mm-hmm. on your stuff, yep. who pays too much attention to what you're buying. Uh, let me go next to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, man? All right. So uh, just like you guys, when you were younger, you never want to go in the store and buy condoms. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a little embarrassing when you're young, but you grow out of that. Yep. Well, I had my, um, my oops moment, I guess you call it, and uh, me and the girl decided, oh, wow, we need to go get plan b well who wants to walk in and be like hey guys uh, how are you this morning and i need to buy some plan b so i didn't want to go to the local cvs because they all know my face they, uh, i'd be i go in there my mom gets her her uh pictures developed there it was just would have been crazy so i decided to drive 25 minutes nowhere near where i live just to go to a random cvs and when we get there the girl's like, oh, you're going to go in and buy it? I'm like, no, I'm not going in. Like, that, that, this is this is your job. That's your thing. Like, I don't think it was weird to make her do it, but so like, you so going. you had an accident. You you, you weren't you, you weren't able to con- contain your Appaloosas, so yes. to speak. So the morning after pill, you right. say it's your thing because you couldn't. You, <laughs> I I don't know what I can say on the radio. <laughs> the pull out couch, <laughs> right? The pull out couch. <laughs> but but you're you're putting it on her because you were too embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to go in. Well, why'd you drive all, uh, tw- 25 <laughs> minutes away if you were still going to be embarrassed? Just go in and, you know, uh, right at that point, you've sort of, mm-hmm. there's no reason to be embarrassed now. Just go in and buy away. Yeah, well, it's in the feminine aisle. I don't know what's in there, man. What did he got in there? You could trip over something and hurt yourself. I saw a leopard in there. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Um, well, this had started because Casey's friend was asked by his wife to pick up some panties for their daughter on the way home. They hadn't packed any, and he was out playing golf. And on the way home, hey, can you pick up some some panties for our daughter, who was like, you know, I don't know, 11, yeah. 12 years old or something like that. And, he and didn't... it didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. Did he refuse, flat out refuse? Oh, and, no. and pick up some dolls and candy if you could. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I will go to Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work this morning. Sorry, okay. buddy. What's up, man? So a long time ago, my wife, a friend of myself, a friend and myself, excuse me, went out to uh, visit his girlfriend, and we stopped at a CVS, funny enough, to uh, just pick up some drinks. And he says to me, he pulls me aside and says, dude, can you pick me up a pack of condoms? I'm kind of weird about it, buying them myself. <laughs> and I look at him, I'm like, I'm not buying them, dude. They're your condoms. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. yeah. And so my wife walks down the aisle, and she's like, what's up? I said, I'm not buying. He wants me to buy his condoms. She grabs the box. She says, I'll buy them. All right, fine, Whatever. So we walk up to the line, we're fourth or fifth in line, and out of the blue, the uh, the PA system comes up, chastity to the front desk, please, chastity to the front desk. I, I, I almost, I, I couldn't hold myself, I couldn't stop laughing, it was the funniest thing I've ever experienced. Well, who's, who's, uh, who's chastity? One of the other, one of the other register cashiers. Why did they need her there? Because there was a there was a long line. Oh, okay. You're saying oh. the, uh, they the, just uh, it was just pointed out. Yeah, so. uh, out of the blue, yeah, we're buying condoms and it's chastity the front desk. Chastity. Mm. All right, thanks, man. Poor face would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor face. 
poor face to the front. That's a funny name. Here, Mary, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Mary? All right, the weirdest thing of helping my neighbors out, uh, they had pet deer that they're raising. I get a text on my way home from work. Can you stop at the store and get three gallons of milk and three boxes of douche? <laughs> oh, jeez. What little? is this? For deer? Their cat wound up getting sprayed by a skunk. Oh, oh okay. so they, I guess you have to use that. that. And oh, it worked. God. Douche works perfect on the cat or on animals to get rid of the skunk spray. Okay. okay. I had and the deer's name juice. was Chastity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all no, over the place here. Yeah, Andy. we are. Uh, thank you. So I, does I douche, never heard that, that douche, douche give skunk smell? I don't know. Isn't it just kind of like vinegar and water, right? Well, maybe use that when you're going to buy condoms. Yeah. <laughs> I got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> what? That's your excuse? Yeah, I need 14 enemas and uh, a, a, a gross of condoms. I got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> uh, I have uh, Jeff. I need I... butt plugs, please. Yes, it is a home remedy for skunk smell. Douche. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay, but why not just buy the vinegar and, the, and, ha- and you have the water? Well, it's just right there. It's already mixed Convenient for you. kit. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? So uh, my stepfather one time had to go and get um, diapers, uh, adult diapers for my mother. She's having a little problem. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the line and he's got these women's adult diapers. And the woman looks at him and she's like, excuse me, sir, you know that these are women's? And he says, uh, she says, yeah, I, I like these. They're a little bit soft. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a good line. That, that in the world. Jeff, Thanks. like in the realm of a cashier, that's you don't. No, maybe, you but don't, maybe the person d- was trying to help. They thought this guy's going to get don't home. Help. They'll, and... they'll return them if they have the wrong ones. That's don't, a good point. Don't help. Yeah, don't help. you know these are women's, yes. right? <laughs> yes, I yes. do. Mind your own goddamn business. Oh, are you having an issue with pooping and peeing in your own pants? <laughs> right, right. Oh, but you're. Are you a man? Is that presumptuous to ask? I don't want to get the gender pronoun wrong. I just want to let you know that if you are crapping and peeing in your pants, you have the wrong ones. Wow. I hope right. I helped. Interesting. <laughs> By the way, would you like some enemas? Uh, yeah, I can't say that I would refuse to buy panties for my daughter if I needed to, if I, if I needed to pick them up. I don't think I'd be that embarrassed, but I'd be like, wait a minute, I've never bought those before. I don't even know what to look for. <laughs> yeah, well, don't you hate, though, when you're going into a department store and the little girls are outside saying, hey, man, could you, could you buy me some panties? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, what do you need? Yeah, my only question would be... Uh, all right, what size do I need to get? Yeah, what do I get? And also, like, why can't you do this right now? Like, right. I'm out on the golf I'm playing course. golf for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, so. I figured you're just hitting a ball into a hole. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. You're out playing golf. Get them on the way home. Right. All right, anyhow. Well, thanks for your calls. I I'm going to wear it. them for you. I... Yeah, you're at home doing nothing. Why don't you go out and get them? I would like to give away some uh, PA Ren Faire tickets to uh, join Marissa for the PA Ren Faire on Saturday, August 17th. And this does include bus transportation. Nice. Uh, from here at WMMR. So we'll take callers number 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, you can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day. Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, right off Turnpike Exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfair.com. So call it 10 and 11, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take care of you. I have a special kind of thematic bizarre file for Ooh. you. Yeah, when we return. And I'll explain all that when we get back. So don't go far because it is coming up next, my friend. 
best burger in all of Philadelphia. Taste for yourself at this year's Burger Brawl in a brand new spot. Round one. Join 93.3 WMMR at the Navy Yard Sunday, September 15th and enjoy unlimited bites of burgers from the city's top restaurants. Proceeds benefit the fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting school literacy programs through technology. Tickets on sale now. Get complete details and all the ingredients for a great day at WMMR.com. Burger Brawl 2019. Let's go a few rounds. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. In town this past weekend for show. Queen on 93.3 WMMR. Sold out. Everything that rocks. I did not get a chance to speak to anybody who went to the show as of yet. I'm hoping to find out how it was uh, received, how the show was. I got to figure they're on a super high now after Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Eight o'clock on the nose. Let's see how we're doing on the road. We got a look. Kathy, what's up in traffic this morning? Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, Heavy Willow Grove to Fort Washington, Blue Route northbound, backing up 95 to Route 1 and then southbound from Route 1 to Media, Schuylkill westbound, University to Vine. It's jammed there with the boulevard to Gladwin and then Conshohocken out to Gulf Mills. Uh, Eastbound side is slowing from the Blue Route into Gladwin, Montgomery to the Vine Expressway. 95 northbound, Heavy Highland Ave to the Commodore, Barry Bridge southbound from Bridge Street through to Girard, and then on Skipback Pike in Whitpain Township at uh, 202. We've got emergency construction. There's a flagging operation uh, set up in place. This is a water main repair that's taking place. And then in New Jersey, Route 73 southbound, an accident off to the shoulder at Stiles Avenue. It's backed up uh, from Route 90 up to the accident scene. And then northbound, uh, we've got a little bit of a gaper delay. People taking a look there. 42 freeway northbound uh, slows from 41 to 295 and then 55 northbound jam Stepford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Zed. Zelle is an easy way to send and receive money right from your banking app. Is your kid heading off to college? Send them spending money with Zelle. More info at ZellPay.com. Zelle, this is how money moves. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. Hey, look what I just found, a chart out from uh, June. <laughs> well, now it's going to be that much more special. I'll go ahead and do this now. Says I'd like to give a, a shout-out to my wife, Sharon Warren, for her retirement after 33 years of service to Pemberton Township. And that's all that it says. So we'll just leave it at that, and we'll give her a shark. So, sorry I'm so late with that. I try to get to them. Sometimes I don't get to, to, to them, all of them. I do my best, gang. But uh, every now and then, you have a little nugget like that that'll pop up from, oh, a couple of months ago. Chart and nugget. They go together, don't, don't they? Don't they, though? Yeah. yeah. All right, so a special-themed Bizarre File today. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli. If you want a Real Philly Hoagie, you have to go to a Real Philly Deli. And Deets and Watson created the Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, your map to the most delicious hoagies in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even tickets to see the birds play just for eating Real Philly Hoagies. So today's theme, Double Shot B-File. Each and every story has a counterpart story to it, something similar in it that links it to the other story. And we'll guess. It just happened bizarrely that right. over the weekend, there were a lot of similar things that took place. All right. <clears throat> you want to guess? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're pretty obvious. There's nothing right, hidden here. Forget so. it. Just tell us. All right. Here, we'll start with this. Three people were killed and two others were injured when a cliff collapsed feet away from a lifeguard tower at a beach in Lasuda, uh, uh, Leosadia, California. I'm not sure where uh, I, the I, name of that is. I saw this. It just sheared off. Yeah. 
Uh, deputies were called to uh, Neptune Avenue to help victims trapped in the collapse. The area is north of Grandview Surf Beach in North San Diego County. Grandview Beach is an access point to uh, the state beach, and it's a popular spot among local surfers. The beach was filled with people at the time of the cliff collapse. Footage of beach chairs, towels, surfboards, and beach toys strewn about the sand near the fallen cliff. First responders, including lifeguards, rushed to dig the victims out of the rubble and debris. Officials said one woman died at the scene while four other victims were injured by the toppling terrain. Two of those people sent to local Jeez. hospitals later succumbed to their injuries. It was horrible. They they always tell, actually, in those certain areas, and I remember years ago, it was... In third grade, when we lived out there, we go to the beach fairly often, and they would tell people not to get too close to those cliff sides. Yeah, because stuff falls yes. down from there, and these these collapse. Officials said the cliff was unstable. They cordoned off the area in order to keep people out of harm's way. For safety reasons, city officials have closed the beach, and they recommended the beachgoers continue to exercise caution while visiting the beach areas. That's horrible. All right, how about this? The bodies of three boaters from Europe who died in Alaska, in an Alaska lake were surrounded by frozen debris, a sign that victims were killed by ice that fell from the melting glacier that feeds the lake. The victims were identified by the city as two Germans and an Austrian and were found dead on Tuesday morning at Valdez Glacier Lake, about 120 miles east of Anchorage. Uh, The victims were found in an area that was littered with floating icebergs, glacial slush, and challenging terrain for recovery. Those conditions, plus the location of the remains near the toe of Valdez Glacier, suggest that falling glacial ice killed the boaters. One of the victims had severe head trauma. The case is being reviewed by the state medical examiner's office to determine the cause of death. Uh, there were no eyewitnesses to the incident. So those are two stories that are similar. I've seen calving ice before when we were in Alaska on a trip. Holy crap. I don't care where you are. We're on, you know, we're on a, a, a ship. It still scares the crap out of you. Here's two stories that feature sports stars. Sports stars. Georgia Southern QB Shia Wirtz has been suspended by the team indefinitely following his arrest after a traffic stop on Wednesday night. Wirtz, the team's starting quarterback, was allegedly going to be pulled over for uh, speeding by police. And after reportedly calling police to say that he wanted to keep going and pull over in a more well-lit area, (laughs) he did pull over. And that's where police allegedly found a substance on the hood of his car that Wirtz said was dog poop, or not dog poop, bird poop. Yeah. Per police, the substance tested positive for cocaine. <laughs> you mean to tell me that birds poop cocaine? Apparently that's the case. That's incredible. No, that's how they can fly. They're so amped up. Wirtz has been charged with a misdemeanor for cocaine possession. His suspension was announced Friday morning. Now, uh, Torbjorn, uh, so this is uh, Torbjorn Ol- Olison, p- professional golfer. I mean... He's he's a touring golf pro. Was arrested on suspicion of sexual assault after allegedly going in a tirade before molesting a woman on a British Airways flight. Uh, Ryder Cup hero Ian Poulter actually stepped in to calm him down after he had hurled abuse at passengers and crew. Uh, But Olison is alleged to have then molested the woman while Poulter slept. And then he's also accused of urinating in the first-class aisle. What a champ. Uh, cops were waiting to meet him at the flight from Nashville, uh, where it land- then it landed in Heathrow on Monday. A witness said Olis- about Olson, he said he started abusing some of the passengers and crew and then made a pass at one of the female passengers before taking a leak in the aisle. <laughs> it was shocking I'll just behavior. piss right here. Uh, you would expect it maybe on a budget airline, but not first-class cabin on British Airways. Olison and Poulter were playing at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational at Memphis last weekend. Olison, who lives in London, finished a disappointing 27th and tweeted, Now for some time off and practice to get things right. Now for some first-class pissing. 
So there's two sports star stories. Run amok. Now we have uh, two, let's see here. No, that one's out of place. How about this? Now we have two Amazon stories. Like Ooh. large women or the Amazon? No, Amazon. The shopping. Yes. All right. Exactly. A 22-year-old has been arrested in an alleged scam of the largest Internet retailer that totaled nearly $370,000. He did it by sending return packages filled with dirt. <laughs> Just dirt. James Gilbert Quartenig of uh, Spain allegedly swindled Amazon by filling up the orders items boxes, ordered items boxes with dirt and registering with the exact weight of the product. He would then receive a refund from Amazon and sell the original item. The return packages would end up sitting around in Amazon's warehouses where they aren't checked that often. The scam wasn't discovered until a random search where someone opened a box and discovered it was full of dirt. That's interesting because they are fairly liberal with their return policy. It's yeah. actually why I like them. They're they're good. They'll just take it right back. But you're saying that they don't check it immediately. They, they're... Sits for a while. Yeah. Amazon's Amazon's return policy states items shipped from the website, including Amazon Warehouse, can be returned within 30 days of receipt. Refunds are uh, processed in two business days, and customers can expect their funds showing their account in three to five business days. The success of the alleged scam by... Quarting, who has been released on bail, enabled him to create his own company, by the way. It's going to cause a problem for me because I buy all my dirt through Amazon. Here's another one. A theft ring in Washington State sold millions of dollars worth of stolen goods on Amazon.com in the past six years. And the pair uh, and a pair of contract Amazon delivery drivers was involved. Two storefront businesses posing as pawn shops uh, bought the goods from shoplifters, then had the items shipped to Amazon warehouses where they were stored until sold online. Uh, entities associated with the alleged ringleader did at least $10 million in sales on Amazon since 2013. $10 million. That's correct. Unfreaking real. No char- How do we get in on this? No charges have yet been filed, though investigators have raided the pawn shops and the home of the man identified as the ringleader, Alexander uh, Pavlovsky. Uh, among those who provided stolen items to the pawn shops were two contract Amazon drivers. Uh, their job was to travel to Seattle Tacoma International Airport, pick up items belonging return, uh, being returned to the company, and then bring them to an Amazon warehouse south of Seattle and to deliver items to post offices for shipping. Instead, they routinely stole the goods and sold them to the pawn shops. The investigation began last summer when a police detective in Auburn was pursuing a record of pawn shop sales and noticed that one man had made 57 transactions. <laughs> it turned out he was one of the drivers. He had received nearly $30,000 selling items to the pawn shops between February and July last year. Where do I have a feeling that if Goodfellas were to occur today, it would involve Amazon somehow? Yeah. Uh, police initially arrested the driver but released him from jail to avoid disrupting the larger investigation. And there you go. That's what happened to be filed. The, the the double shots are not done yet. I still have a few more. I like them of interesting stories that kind of tie together um, in their uh, in their subject matter. Speaking so. of Amazon, have you noticed the recent thing they've started doing, where when they drop packages off, if they're not sure about you know the situation or whether you're home or not, they actually take a photograph of the parcel at your door or whatever yes. door they dropped it off, yep. and they text it to you. No, yeah, it's very cool. Okay, yeah, so it's a little extra added security. Nice. All right, Nair, that's what I got in the B-file for you. I like uh, like the twofers. Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and uh, we will get to some friends on the show in a little while. Nick Elmy is stopping by, our celebrity chef bud, and also uh, James Beard award-winning chef Mike Solomonov are here to talk about an event that's coming up, so we'll spend some time with them in a little while, but we'll be back in a moment with more. Make sure that you stay with us. 
Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, real quick, can I do a thank you? Yeah. Thanks to listeners of the Preston and Steve Show who came out to uh, my band, Saints Gig, in uh, Easton, Pennsylvania. By the way, isn't there a sound that's supposed to accompany every mention of the the band's name? I don't know. I haven't haven't asked for it. (laughs) Uh, But anyhow, we were at this place called One Center Square in uh, Easton, PA. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of uh, of Preston and Steve listeners. You were wondering if there'd be a presence there and you were happy with who, who turned out. Most definitely. All right, cool. Yeah, so thank you uh, guys for coming up. And thank you to, uh, the, there's a guy who works there. His name is John. He's a sound engineer, uh, and he's the, the full-time sound guy there. But he did tour for years with Stone Temple Pilots oh. and most recently was touring with the Struts and, in fact, ran their monitors at uh, the MM Barbecue. Oh, no. Well, yeah. this guy knows his stuff then. He does. And, right. and the sound was good. It was wonderful. Yeah. He was, he was great, and uh, it was it was really cool, so... It was a good time. So thanks for coming out. I'll, okay, I'll let you know when the next gig's coming sure, up. Uh, I think we're playing closer. Brittingham's, yeah, a lot right, closer. Right. Okay, which is kind of in the uh, Lafayette, Lafayette Hill. Lafayette Hill. Oh, yeah. that's right down the street from my house. I'm probably are not you coming? Come. I no, don't think so. yeah. no, no, no. I've got, I will try she, to come. You know, okay, Kathy. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there. I'm probably not going to uh-huh. come. Then that night, <laughs> where's, where's Kathy? Yeah. I wore a diaper at Brittingham's once. <laughs> that's next month. You did? <laughs> I did. Why? I was a. Uh, Working with the Barsky Show back then, Preston, as an intern. Really? And, uh, and I was, uh, man, I, I was, like, working my way into that inner circle, the Barsky Show, and they did a uh, St. Patty's Day broadcast. Okay. And I dressed in a diaper, and I had uh, shamrock pasties. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, the, begin, the, the formative years yeah. of young Casey Boy. They redid it a few years ago, uh, and it's really nice in there now, Preston. Cool. So it, it, it's a cool place. But you don't know when it is? I, you know what? Give Kathy the date so she cannot go. Tell me later. No, I want to put it on the schedule now. Well, I have to pull up my my schedule here, but it'll take a moment. But it's it's next month, and I I don't know exactly when. But uh, hey, Siri, remind me not to go to this. Let me don't go to Uh, Preston's screen. I don't know. It's up on the screen there, Preston. It is. Yep. How do you know? Saturday, (laughs) September twenty eighth at Brittingham's Saint. On stage. 2.0 lineup, Preston. There it is. 2.0. That's what that it says does. with a 2.0 lineup with Preston Elling of WMMR's Preston and Steve Show and Dave Brower of County Ridge. High energy rock and party music from Maroon 5 to Metallica and anything in between. Your favorite neighborhood pub and restaurant established in 1743. All right. All right. This All right. building has been is erected mostly of concrete and brick. I'm reading it. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> you say concrete and brick? No, or no, no. Up? Oh, okay. All right, anyhow. It that's... has two entrances and five fire extinguishers. It's September 28th. We're ways off. We're ways off. We only do one gig a month, so we've done it. We've done our August gig. All right, it's um, on my there calendar. There are 44 right. parking spots and seven for handicap. Come see Kathy Romano. Come see Kathy Romano not be there. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Kathy Romano's going to FaceTime it. All right. 
Well, anyhow, thanks to those who made it out. It was, it was really, it was a bit of delight. And I need to head back up that way more often because I saw a sign. Hot Mills. For a Waffle House. Really? Whoa. Yes. I and I was like, all righty then, I'm coming back out. Most I definitely. can't even remember. It, it wasn't when was the in, last time I was to a Waffle House? It wasn't in Easton. It may have been in uh, Bethlehem, but it was on the way up there and I saw a Waffle House sign. I was like, ding, make a note. I'll be back out here. So... Um, I did, other than the Waffle House sign, I noticed a few things this weekend. The long-rumored return has happened. The noticer is back in town. You know him as Saint. (laughs) Or as the drummer of Saint. Yes. But in his day job, he notices things because, let's face it, noticing is difficult. It is. It's hard to do. And I noticed something specifically for you, Stephen. I don't know if you were even aware of this. The noticer noticed something for me. Or observed, but yesterday, August 4th, was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. I did see that. You did? Okay. I did see that. Did you participate? I, I Fortunately, we had some Acme, choc- Acme chocolate chip cookies in the house. Okay. It, it is, um, I dance with the devil. When I'm around chocolate chip cookies, I mean, because it's one of those things, Preston, where you, you, you know, like I know for you, ice cream could be a slippery slope. You you yep. keep it in check. Yep. You know, I but tried you, to. You, I you, didn't last night. Sometimes yeah. you can knock off a pint and you're like, and with me, man, I'm dancing with the devil, especially if you give me one of those chocolate chip cakes. Uh. Because um, it's just a big cookie. And I'm like, well, if I eat this entire manhole size covered cake, it's really just one cookie. Mm. Uh, so it was It was not National Cookie Day or Chocolate Chip Day. It was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, very and specifically. The best recipe is still the original Toll House. And recipe. that delicious snack was created by Ruth Wakefield, who ran Toll House Restaurant in Whitman, Massachusetts. Yeah, we talked about this and how yep. uh, she just decided to take those shards of chocolate and put it into a, uh, what was the reason for it again? Well, the recipe first appeared in print in the 1938 edition of Wakefield's Tried and True Cookbook as an accompaniment. You're a witch! The ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you place I- chocolate inside a cookie. You're a witch. Burn her! <laughs> it was Massachusetts. <laughs> Um, Steve, I forgot. There was a reason behind it, and Nick, maybe you can look was that she, up. Was she light on other... Yeah, there was. it was to use something She usually up. put crickets in the cookies. And... I, I know that, like, brownies were made for a specific reason, and the, why their texture is different than, a, than a, a, a cookie. They were made for almost like, um, uh, like a box lunch or something like that, so that they wouldn't melt, so they used different... They would still be... They, it was a mix between cookie and cake. And, but yeah. it needed to be done for some reason, and that's why I they... I propose huh. a hybrid between a cookie and a cake. <laughs> Tell you're an idiot! This would never work. Besides, we're too busy dealing with the cookie witch maker. Yeah. So this was apparently a deliberate recipe. I mean, she was she was trying to make a new recipe, and they did really well with um, uh, thin butterscotch nut cookies that they made. Oh, I gotta they, try that. They served those with ice cream. Um, but Adam, so she... your nuts are extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> they had some... Uh, they had some extra Nestle semi-sweet chocolate bars, uh-huh. and so they uh, chopped those up, put them into a cookie, and hence the cookie was born. The chocolate wow. chip cookie was born, yeah. All right, when, when was it born? Uh, this was 1938. 1938, yeah. For wow. me, above all, that is the... the, the that is the thing, the chocolate chip cookie, because... And that original recipe, which... It, if you follow what is on the back of the bag, you'll get an exemplary cookie. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, Steve, your wife... Uh, She's listen, a master. Listener Heather, uh, listener 
Tara slash Terry. Yeah. And my friend's, uh, Jeff's wife, Melissa, make the four best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. My, my wife will be, my wife follows two principles. Yeah. She uses Ghirardelli chocolate. Mm-hmm. And she just blows out the chocolate big time. Now, my, my Jeff's wife, uh, she makes, it, it's more like an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. I'm not opposed to it's oatmeal. So I would good, prefer man. not, though. Yeah, no, yeah. you uh, you know what? Next time she makes them for me, I will save you a half of one, and right. I will bring it in. Will it be pre-chewed? <laughs> I, that depends. <laughs> because I won't be happy with that. <laughs> okay, then I will not like a bird. <laughs> so her invention went on to be the most popular cookie of all time. Chocolate chip She's cookies. She's a witch! Are still... <laughs> Are still consumed today, imagine that, and currently exist in a market space of over $18 billion in the United States. Wow. It's one of those, yeah, I mean, it is a perennial. Uh, do you, are you equally a chocolate chip cookie guy? Are you a, are you I, a, are you a baked no. guy? You're, you're an ice cream. That's, I'm an ice cream dude. You're ice cream's bitch. Now, I love uh, chocolate chip cookies. I also love sugar cookies. I love oatmeal cookies. Snickerdoodles. Uh, snickerdoodles are good, but, uh, so I don't like, no, I don't, when I see chocolate chip cookies, I'm not like you guys, you guys zero in on them. There's some kind of radar, Yeah, mm-hmm. something goes off and you're like, boom, they're here. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, cookie, man, maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> never a man. Yeah, yeah. Never a maybe. No. Always a, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, siree. Uh, so I, you know, yeah, I like them, but yep. I'm, I'm not fanatical. Now ice cream, that's. I envy thing, you. So. Uh, but anyhow, yesterday was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. I did notice that. The noticer did that especially for me. I did. I also noticed something else. that More from the noticer. Yeah, that Comcast, uh, apparently they're still having some issues with, <clears throat> you know, TV subscriber losses and Cord so forth. cutters. So they are starting to, or <clears throat> not starting to, but they are... Focusing on some other things as well. and Chocolate chip cookies. No, not chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Where they are very successful in are theme parks. I've heard this. And they are planning a big expansion of Universal in Orlando. They're so going to make case. that even bigger. You've convinced me. That that should be my... Fr- I have not been to Disney World. You have to go to... And Canada. I have not been to Universal down there. I've been to Universal and Disneyland... In California, mm-hmm. but you gave me enough compelling evidence uh, to say that Universal will be my first stop when my wife and I go down there. I think it should be. I, right. I listen, Disney. I love. It's great. It's charming. It has yeah. all of that. You know, the movies and charming everything. can eat my ass. <laughs> it's just uh, I I, th- I find it more exciting at uh, well Universal. Studios. It seems to be more more uh, uh, adult geared. Certainly more thrill rides. That's okay. for sure. Yeah, and you can stay on premises. Yep, like in Disney. Okay. Yep. Uh, yes, they have, uh, and in fact, you can get in an hour early if you stay on premises, uh, on property, if you right. will. Uh, so the current park, they're, they're looking at um, a new park expected to employ about 14,000 people. The current park employs 25,000, so it's a sizable addition to it. It's nearly by half. Uh, the company said that its universal unit has agreed to finance $160 million in road extensions to open an area for Epic Universe, I guess is what they're the going to call The most road extensions of any amusement park in the world. Um, Conduits and service roads, too. The Philadelphia-based company has faced deep cable TV subscriber losses as people look to cut the cord and cable bills. And uh, so uh, they are at, focusing on some other things like high-speed Internet services, theme parks, and global markets. So Comcast owns Universal. They own NBC. NBC, yeah. What else do they own? in the? I mean, because... 
Actually, I, f- I find that they're doing the, the smart thing of incorporating Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that stuff into their service. So it's all yeah. under one easy-to-use umbrella. And, that, and I get that. But still, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of alternatives out there. So this seems to be a very smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, I, I, all right. So when Disney World was being built and all yes. that sort of stuff, Walt Disney bought all that property and he bought it under like different aliases or, or however you want to say. Right, so, right. So nobody knew what he was doing. And that property is just gigantic. I mean, it is just hundreds of thousands of acres or whatever. It's a lot. It's at least more than four acres. Right. Hundreds of thousands? I, I don't know. I'm just it's kind of like, it's at well, least new, a quarter of a million acres. The yeah. new park is 750 acres. Okay. okay. So uh, this is 100,000 acres. For Epic Universe. So I don't think it's 100,000 acres, but it's a lot. Yeah. I just threw that number out there. Okay. It was like a billion D. You know, I think it was okay. a billion D acres. Gotcha. Um, it's I 25. It's a theme park that's a billion D acres. <laughs> it is 25,000 acres, guys. All right. It's okay. big. See? I mean, yeah, I mean, you just drive through it. You know, you, you why stay and enjoy the stuff? No, no, no. When you pull into the the parking lot, it's like another twenty minutes to get to the park. Like it's crazy. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I just wasn't sure how big Universal was because they were a little late to the game there. So Universal's big things, obviously, they have the Harry Potter stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And what what blew you away at Universal when you were down there? Oh man! Uh, well, the Harry Potter stuff. Harry Potter stuff. That that entire um, that world, that that street. Nick, what was that area called? Um, Kensington. No, I don't know. Have you been? No, you've never oh, you been? been. No, I'm I not a theme park. Right Harry Potter alley. fan here. Chuck yeah. D'Amico would know. I think. I'm just not a theme park kind of a guy. It's, I uh, do know that you can't. Well, at least <clears throat> a while back, you weren't able to use the um, fast passes for the Harry Potter rides. So, like, if you bought that extra fast pass, you still had to wait in the lines for Harry Potter rides. Um, it's something alley. What's what's a famous alley? Diagon right? Alley. Diagon Alley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's one giant Harry Potter area, and then they have the train that you take to the entire other park. By the way, there's two parks there. The Hogwarts yeah, Express. Yeah, take Hogwarts Express to right. this other Hogsmeade is there, right? Yeah. So, um, but it's uh, those blew me away. I loved the the. I thought the Transformers ride was awesome. I've heard great things about that. Uh, and uh, just just the rides in general were amazing, and and just the whole feel of it. I mean, the, the, if you love the Simpsons, there's a whole section that's just all Simpsons, and all these things. Moe's Tavern is there. And they just kind of come to life. And you remember years ago, it was Universal that brought us the Back to the Future. Yeah. Right. Remember when that Way was when. a revolution yep. In, yep. In, in, in theme park rides? Uh, so this new park, just this new part alone is going to be located within a 750-acre site. Uh, so I don't know how big it is altogether, but I, I was blown away by it. There was just a lot of action. It seemed like more going on there because... Listen, and and I've said I love Disney, but like you know, an hour and a half wait to ride the freaking Dumbo twirly thing, suck it, yeah. which you can ride at any yeah. local Car- carnival. It's yes. a mutant elephant for two bucks, yeah, or whatever it is. But you know, it well, seemed a bit much for me. I, I think you know, obviously Disney's doing some other bigger things now too. Of course, and, and that Star Wars pork, park pork is opening. <laughs> when did your Star Wars pork open? Soon. No, uh, it was yes. supposed to be August. I mean, we're in August. Yeah, somebody said it's this month, Case. Right now, they've been very select on who. So the eight, the California it's park open. is open, right? Yeah. And then the the Orlando park will be open soon. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I have no idea what a timeline is. It'll, it'll take a while for them to build another park. Obviously, it might be a couple of it's years. A billion I guess. acres. Uh, but uh, Comcast is planning a whole new section of Universal. So that stuff continues. I to love expand. it. I, I love Me theme too. parks. Nick, you just yeah. no no thrill. 
No, it's not that they're not great because everything that everybody's ever raved about um, sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would love to take my son uh, someday to, to see some of the things that I love. Um, I just, when I plan vacations, I plan them elsewhere. Right. And so, like, for me, it's, man, if we ever did a broadcast down there, that'd be pretty badass. But, like, right. to go out of my way to, to plan a vacation in one of these no, types of places, is, I, is, that's just not for me. I see it as extended, like... Weekend thing, not like yeah. a, like the full the full you focus know, of a trip. If we do, um, if, if we're lucky enough to do spring training again next year, Casey yeah. went there. Uh, which one did you do, Casey? You did Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. We did uh, Animal Kingdom, and what else did we do? Maybe uh, maybe a drive, Listen, maybe drive for that. Any of those are a sea of humanity. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have a great time, but you're also going to have moments where you're like, people suck, right? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so if you're just ready for that. Maybe it can be okay, but I, yeah. I know what you mean. Hesitant. That, to do that was the original like concept: the most magical place where people suck. Right, <laughs> but it's going to happen. All right, I noticed something else. Um, More from the noticer. I noticed uh, yesterday was a beautiful day, and listen, I know you're going to hit the privilege button, whatever you want to call it. I have a I have a pool at home, and I was just really enjoying the Full day. Disclosure: be- I have one now too. Yes, he does. Steve does too. I just enjoyed being out by the pool yesterday. It was so nice. Uh, and I saw this. I noticed this thing. It's an air-like B&B service called Swimply. Swimply? Yeah. And I actually love this concept. Okay. So it's a new option for people without swimming pools in their backyards. It's called Swimply. Like Airbnb, it lets property owners rent out their empty swimming pools by the hour to people who would like to take a dip in peace as opposed to going to your local public pool. That's really funny. And, uh, you know, tons of people. And speaking of Sea of Humanity. Uh-huh. And, you that know, new leper family just moved in. They'd love to use the pool. Uh, if there's issues about getting a, a lounge chair or, you know, you don't want all that noise I or hear things you. like that. Oh, my God. I just Okay, I just did it. I just okay. looked it up. Yep. I can go today, Lafayette Hill, three miles from my house. There you go. $75, two kids, two adults. For how many hours? Uh, I think per hour. Per hour. That's but then there's 75 one. 75 bucks for an hour? But yeah. hold on. There's Did one. Did they make lunch for you? There's one in Malvern, so 10 miles away. That's only $25 for okay. an hour. Well, All what right. distinguishes the, do they give a, a quality assessment between the 75 and the $10? No, actually. The you just choose your own. You choose your own rate. Huh. Have you, you want to charge, I guess, right, Kevin? Yeah, the $25 an hour one looks nicer than the $75. Well, if you use the $75 one, pissing it. Oh, this is weird. I mean, I'm going to be in it anyway. No, that's right. What's weird about it? Uh, I, just randos showing up to your pool. Yeah, but it's um. What's that, what, what's, what makes that different than an, than an Airbnb? If you're renting out your house, yeah. You yeah. know, if you're hey, well, like, besides they, that, your, your house doesn't have chlorine in it. Your pool does. But like, are they inside? Are they like watching you out there? Oh yeah, they watch your binoculars <laughs> and pleasure themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there's another thing, and I'll I'll come back to the details of this because I was telling Casey about this. I'm almost hesitant because I want to use it myself, and I don't want the secret to get out. But I'm going to do it anyway. The um, is just revealing a secret. It's for camping, and it's called Tent RR. That it's that's the website tentrr.com, and it is private landowners yeah. who have an area that you can camp on their land, and it's not. They also have a a, a tent area set up for you. It's a is a wooden platform mm-hmm. with a, a canvas tent, bunk bed. Double uh, uh, queen uh, bunk beds. So quasi glamping. Mm. Quasi, not nearly as much. If you want to spend, if you want to go glamping, yeah, it can cost you more than thousand dollars. It'll cost a you night. as a as a top hotel. So these go anywhere from you know fifty bucks to a couple hundred dollars a night, depending right. on where it is and what the amenities are. But essentially, you just bring like food and bedding, and you're good to go. 
And instead of lugging all of you, because when you do go camping, if you're going to do it, especially with a family, you got to yeah. bring a lot of stuff with you. It's a pain in the ass. It's fun, but it's a pain in the ass. All right, we're looking at some and, things now, Preston. Yeah. So it looks pretty nice for, for, nice? for somebody who's... who's uh, so. Who just wants to go do it for a night and not have all the hassle of everything you have to take There's with you. There's still a, a lot of uh, summer left, even though it seems oh, we're yeah. already in August. So these are these are not ridiculous. We're looking at one Congress Hill Farm uh, in New Jersey. is $180. Slippery Creek Farm. But 100 these, bucks. What you're going to be dealing with is, is a lot more um, uh, exclusivity. Well, what you get is you don't get campground. You don't get... Because when, when, when you're going into a campground... You never know what you're going to get. Are you going to get, you know, a ton of kids are going to stay up all night and make a lot of noise. You're going to get a, some drinkers over here are going to party yeah. late into the night. And tents, you can hear everything, you know. <laughs> so if you just want a little bit of solitude and and know that this area is taken care of and, the, and you're on private land and you don't have to worry about that stuff, then this might be something to check so out. So here, retreat in the country at uh, Schuylkill, it's Haven, PA. Now, that's a nice view. Yeah, don't give that one away. That's the one I was looking at. Okay, all right. Oh. All right, so anyhow. All right, so going back to Swimply. So there are a lot of these things but that are Airbnb-esque that aren't, you know, places to stay Swimply. necessarily. Swimply. So, no, but, so um, do they have, like, above-ground pools, or is it all built-in pools? I don't stuff? know. I haven't really looked at it. It's kind of everything. It says here, hourly rates are higher than what a day pass at your local public uh, pool might cost you, and most places have a one-hour minimum, but depending on what you're looking for... You can find a pool that fits your needs. A quick search of the, say, Los Angeles area brings up pools ranging from $25 to $150 an hour. Uh, the more luxurious options include hot tubs and saltwater pools, and some home- homeowners even offer backyard amenities like grills and fire pits. So could you potentially throw a party? Well, it says, if you don't mind sharing the space, you can always invite some friends to tag along and split the cost. So I guess it depends on the... On the owner, Kathy, what, the owner and will, what, yeah. what they will allow. And maybe it, you can negotiate. It does ask how many people. So I guess if maybe you entered an amount that would be considered a party, maybe some of these pools are, are taken down and they're not what are available. The, uh, what are the insurance That's exactly what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah, that's so because it's got to present a whole array of new issues because, they, you know, that's somebody slips and cracks Liability. their head. Yes, absolutely. I'll go to Chris here. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, so I actually did that pool thing, and uh, I threw a big party. It was like 50 people. Yeah. And I didn't tell the owners. They got so pissed at me. I had catering and everything show up at the house. <laughs> now, well, why'd, you, you, why'd you do that? Uh, well, if I would, it's cheaper than renting a place, so I was like, let me do it. Yeah, but, I mean, did you know you probably weren't supposed Hang on. What, who no. keeps dropping Kathy stuff Kathy drops her salami. <laughs> Kathy doesn't know how to hang on to her phone anymore. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, we just had a loud thump in the studio. <laughs> it's like, the second time. Kathy show kielbasa. Uh, so, Chris, anyhow, do, did they tell you there was a limit on the amount of people that you could have? No, no. It was, this was a long time ago. So oh, was, okay. After that, they started doing how many people are going to show up. Right. Well, you know, this, this doesn't... It was, it, was a, it was a great time. It was a beautiful pool, and everybody peed in it. <laughs> everybody <laughs> peed in it. Who was the guy? One of these, Thanks, Chris. one of these douches um, uh, who rented same sort of thing. Preston out in the Hamptons or Sag Harbor on Long Island, and it was like a million, two million five uh, estate, and they had a big pool party and trash. The place was in the news, oh, yeah. but this. So yeah, I, I assume you'd have to. And they had, same thing. They had not told the owners they were going to do that. Yeah. 
Here's one that's $250 an hour. It's from Washington Township, New Jersey. But here's the deal. This is made for a party. It says brand new 2019 parties of four hours or more. We'll have access to a restroom and changing room. Also, your guest <clears throat> amount may increase to up to 40 people. This huge yard has a large patio with a fire pit, 15-foot swing, hot tub, waterfalls, and a gas grill for large party for larger parties. Please uh, wow. inbox. So that's nice. Okay, so you could have it, and it has a subservice pressing called Wifely, which allows you to sleep with the owner's wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this has got me thinking uh, about this whole VRBO, Airbnb, like all of that sort of stuff. Using these homes not just to like stay in for a, a weekend or whatever, but, but to actually just have a party. What part of your house would you rent out? I wouldn't. How about how about foyer? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Foibly. <laughs> Foibly. You know what I would have done, actually, was um, when the, like, the golf, like, uh, Marion had their big golf outing, uh, and then Aronimink uh, uh, had one. A lot of times, it's like the golfers will come in and, and, and rent those houses. And rent houses. That are yeah. close to the course, yeah, and then mm-hmm. people will make a nice chunk of change. A lot of people were actually renting their front lawns as uh, for property owners, I'm not that smart. I, I would never think of that. It says here, for property owners who don't use their pool every day and are looking to make some supplementary cash, Swimply also makes it easy to create an account and list a pool. So if you have a pool that's just kind of sitting there, maybe you're, you know, your kids grew up and you just don't, you don't use, use it that it. much anymore, um, then that's an option for you to make I'm a few extra I'm looking here at Vajumly, which is, uh, allows you to rent your Vajumic for a weekend. I your don't vajumic. know what that is. That's weird. That just seems really Can weird. Just sit there and poke it for an hour? <laughs> yeah, it's mm. fun. Boom, boom. It's their therapeutic. <laughs> are you done now? Your like, hour's up. It's like and, bubble wrap. Anyhow, so I guess there are more of these uh, these rental type of um, Wow. I like the, I like the, I like the camping thing. That actually is. I do, too, because Rochelle's not big into camping, uh, but I mentioned this to her, and she's like, yeah, I'd do that. And it, I, I found a really cool-looking place. Kathy might even like something like I that. I think she needs to be at my level, which would be glamping. A little more. I did look at it, and I was like, yeah. it's still it's a It's getting tent. there. It's getting there. Yeah. It's not. I'll stay the house. It's hard to find the glamping around here. Like, there's there's a place called the Paws Up Ranch, if you look at that. And I forgot what state it's in. It's in Montana or Wyoming, somewhere out west. And it's like, you know, it's like $1,400 a night. It's what you want, Kathy. And exactly it's just, what yeah, you want. It's not camping. It's a luxurious bedroom in the woods. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You Chase what, doesn't need to go to college, you know, does he? <laughs> everything you need. I knew somebody who did that, um, and they actually had to drive uh, three hours to get to where they were. And um, it was, like, gorgeous. It was a ridiculous amount of money per night. Uh, and she got there, and she said she saw the largest bug you'd ever want to see inside. <laughs> where And now, I mean, mind you, you it was camping. So yeah. you, you had, yes. it, you're still outside. And she was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. And they turned around. They, Are you they serious? Left. She couldn't do it. She's where, like, I'm so sorry. I can't do this. Where's the closest Because best? of a bug? It, but she said it was what, like What's a, a bug doing outside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big bug. Uh, Kathy, here's a bedroom in, at the Paws Up Ranch right oh, there. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Is that Paws Up? Because when you tell your dog how much he's spent, he's going to die. die. Um, so what's the closest glamping location to, like in this area? What's, you know. I don't know. Are there any. F- Is there? I'd be curious. Just, just to drive and see what they're like. They tend to be more out west where you get. Really picturesque. I'm going to guess maybe you can find some like in the Smoky Mountains or something right. like that. You know, but it, it generally is where there's a beautiful setting as well. Yeah, so I'm not really Hold sure. On. Seven luxury glamping sites in Pennsylvania. Ooh, all right, okay. Oh, 
that doesn't look like clam. <laughs> right. See, that's what I mean. That's probably not the real. Uh, just because you put an Asian or an Oriental rug in a tent doesn't yeah, make it yeah. glamping. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's what no, it Nick, is. No, Nick, if you look at the top, it actually says cramping sites. <laughs> I think they're considering it glamping because they've set it up for you, similar right. to what you were yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, right, right. D- digging, your, fact, digging your poop hole doesn't constitute clamping. In fact, that's how I found this tent RR was I, I typed in glamping just for fun, and then I found this, and I'm like, well, that's not quite the level that I've seen before, which is great because the other stuff is just insanely expensive, but it just, you know, you get a few more amenities and so on. So. And the pool site, one more time, Preston, is called? Swimply. Swimply. So if you want to rent a pool, a <laughs> private pool for an hour or two, as opposed to, you know, you want a little solitude, then you, you have the ability to do that if you got some extra money. It's ingenious, that. actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chuck had a good idea. Well, I don't want to give it away. I was oh, he did? Said it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else have you for? I noticed some other stuff. More from the noticer. Clamping, camping, cramping. Uh, now we're going to talk about peeing. Peeing. Yes. Uh, holding in your pee might seem harmless, but if you make a habit out of it, you may end up damaging your urinary system. Uh, urologists uh, don't want you to hold in your pee. Uh, everybody's done it, and the reasons range from the practical to the impractical. Long road trips, truck drivers, pilots, uh, aversions to public restrooms, and so on. <laughs> Uh, but if you make a habit out of it, you begin to change the cellular architecture of the bladder. Uh-huh. Bl- boy. The bladder has two roles, to store urine and to expel urine when the bladder is full. People who chronically hold on to their urine cause the bladder to slowly stretch out in order to accommodate a bigger capacity. His bladder's full. <laughs> full of urine. Unfortunately, there is a critical volume in which the muscle loses its ability to eliminate urine efficiently efficiently. Uh, and as a result, the bladder begins to retain urine. And why is that bad? Well, if you pee but fail to empty your bladder, you simply hold on to stagnant urine, which makes you prone to urinary tract infections, bladder stones, severe infections of the prostate, and blood in the urine. Don't you get nostalgic, though, for your urine? It's like you hate to see it go. You know. It's like, oh, man, the, the memories. I'll tell you what, when I had my prostate surgery, um, you know, when I was doing I would do that up 15 times a night, you know, yeah. peeing the whole deal. Um, but what the one thing they do make you do is they make you do the Kegel exercises because your prostate assists in helping you hold in your urine. And uh, the Kegels cover for that muscle, you know, the muscle memory or whatever the hell. I'm sure I'm talking all sorts of <laughs> erratic stuff. Long well, story you, short. You lose the sphincter, right? Like, uh... But I'm, I'm able, it, there's, there's, there's no difference than there was before for me, even without the prostate. And it's, you know, it's that level of control. But I, I've always heard that if you hold it in too long, you can start to cause damage after, you know, a while. Yeah, like permanently. So it, it doesn't stop there. The stretching of the bladder and loss of muscle tone continues. And eventually, in some patients, the bladder loses all of its muscular function in a condition called uh, detrusor eraflexia. Which is Latin for no one will sit next to you on the bus. And at this point, the bladder is unable to contract with any force to expel urine. And patients then are incontinent because they are they uh, are overflow of urine and, or are completely unable to pee and require a catheter to be placed. Yes. Oh, I had that catheter yeah. for a while. Though they put it in when I was out and took it out when Thank I was awake, but it God. was. But you see what those did that commercials feel like when it was coming out. No, it was just a light pressure. You okay. know, I, I was I was scared crapless of that. Right. Of it. I, I figured what they would do is like you know you see the videos where they they tie it to the end of a door when they take a kid's tooth out. <laughs> yeah. You know they're gonna slam the door and it pulls out of my dong. But no, it was actually it was absolutely it wasn't a problem at all. Uh, Nick, do you hold in your pee? Probably longer than I should. Yeah, because yeah. you. I, I the only reason I ask is. You, 
you pee longer than anybody I've ever met. I think that this study speaks to me. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm fairly certain that uh, I'm causing damage. It's uh, like Costanza was right. You know, you read about this in medical journals and uh, holding it in is not good for you. No. Yeah. Uh, it says here other people have less of a choice to hold on to urine because of their anatomy. Older men in particular are at risk if they developed an enlarged prostate. In some men, their prostate is so obstructive that it prevents urine from uh, coming out. If left untreated, patients can progress to renal failure. Yeah. The kidneys, yeah. Fortunately, medications and surgeries have been developed to treat an enlarged prostate before it ever progresses to severe kidney dysfunction. But another bad thing, if you get into a car accident and your bladder is very full, you're more prone to bladder rupture, which may require emergency surgery. Lastly, say if you're lying in grass, Preston, and your testicles hit your ass... That's a rupture. That's okay. a rupture. <laughs> Lastly, holding on to your pee also makes men susceptible to a condition called prostat- uh, prostatasis. No, prostatitis, sorry, which is inflammation of the prostate, which is one of the most common and most annoying conditions that affect men. So I just thought this would be a nice little warning. Don't, Don't hold, hold your pee pee in. Yes. Yeah, you go. Go to the bathroom. You got to go to the bathroom? Go to the bathroom. Let's all go. Most definitely do it. All right. Uh, should I? Yeah. One more for the nose. One Show. more. Wrapping it up. All right, I will... Let me see. Finish strong, Noticer. The Noticer uh, scouring his list Well, I'm just trying to see what's time-sensitive. So, um, how about this one? Uh, the Alamo Draft House. Yes. Which is a movie theater. Yes. Where they serve, you know, beer and food. You're and a fan, it's yes. Like, it's like movie tavern. Right. I've never been to the Alamo oh, okay. Draft House. I don't think there are any around here. There's one in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. It's fun. I, I went to that one years ago, and it was a great time. Uh, well, they are hosting a clowns-only screening of It Chapter 2 <laughs> at 17 locations in 11 cities. When is that open? Oh, it's opening September 6th. So we got a oh, month or so. okay. Yeah. Uh, guests will be encouraged to come dressed as clowns. The chain successfully hosted uh, clowns-only screenings of the first It movie in 2017, but they only offered the screening in Austin, Texas, so now they're going to do this all over the place. Speaking of Stephen King, as we did in the entertainment news, that he is um, writing in addition to this uh, miniseries of The Stand that they're going to do, or TV show, or whatever you want to call it, they're going to add on to the story. He's kind of doing the same thing with It. Uh, In Chapter 2, he's adding a scene that was not in the books at all. Uh, He thought it would be a nice little way to kind of... Tie things together. Spice up the story a little bit. Uh, I am very excited for this. They say this second one. I thought the first one was great. I thought they did a great job with it. Uh, That this even is more... More visceral, yeah. more blood. Yeah. I'd need to be drunk. I, I can't. Uh, is I it too much for you? It is. And Steve, we were talking off air, I think, last week about, um, oh, you brought up the uh, hypnotism for people with fear of clowns. Yes. That, that's me. I, th- this stuff scares the bejesus out of should me. Clowns should clowns Should we? Scary movies. Uh, well, the, the combo of the, of the two clown, of them, yeah. it just uh, it does me in. I can't take it. By the way, you know the Spirit Halloween stores? They are uh, starting to set up, obviously, what? in anticipation of Halloween. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But one, and I'm on their mailing list. Go figure. Uh, and one of the things they're offering this year is pretty awesome. It is a Pennywise from this movie, Ugh. a six foot animated uh, Pennywise. Are you gonna get it? I got my eye on that. <laughs> That's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. This, um, I'm, you know, I, I was a. Uh, I, I used to be into scary movies a lot, and then I got away from them. And then you found and, Jesus. And then I did not. Um, now, like my my daughter likes scary movies now, so we watched the first one. Like there were there were so many moments in the movie, especially the one in there was a scene in the garage. Oh, it's great. I mean, 
Yeah. It was like head to toe chills. Like, oh my god! Like, when they were watching the film strips. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and don't it, know. It starts advancing and becomes oh. sort of animated, and then he sees this giant thing coming at them. Oh my god! It like freaked me out so bad. You know how I'm excited to see in this is Bill Hader's in this. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He plays Richie. And James McAvoy's in yeah. it too. James McAvoy as well. Yeah, yeah there's some good people in this. And uh, who's the uh, the female lead? Um, oh, uh, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Yes, really good cast. So, I think they did a great job. Uh, so that's coming out uh, September 6th. But if you happen to be near and um, Draft House, the Alamo uh, Draft House, and dress as a clown, we may have to uh, call Doctor Rosenpenis again and see. I tell about you what. One, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you. Yeah, about clown. Fears. About treating him. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things I did was, and and this was almost a very Casey <laughs> scarier kids. Type Type of thing, uh, my kids, my my daughter was terrified of it, and so I took a red balloon Aww. and I tied it to the sewer grate right in front of her house. Oh my God, that's not <laughs> almost. That's like exactly. That's that was pretty. Yeah, fist bump, brother. That's good. That's good. That is that good. I tied it to the sewer grate. The, the result was that she was terrified to go near open sink drains for a while, right? Um, this was from the, the made-for-TV movie, yeah, yeah. and uh, and yes, <laughs> she would, you would, um, oh, she, what she would do is she would close all the drains on all the sinks in the house. <laughs> because there's a scene where it talks yeah. to Beverly through the, the drain in the sink, and and all, all the lights would be on, and all the drains would be closed. <laughs> but that was several years ago. She's gotten hey, over that now. Hey, have you heard about Swimly? <laughs> Swimly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I have noticed. I just thought I'd share a couple of things with you. So, out of the park in his return trip. I appreciate the it. Steve show. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. I'm going to give away another one of these uh, trips for the PA Ren Fair. Yeah. Um, tickets to go to the PA Ren Fair on Saturday, August 17th. But we'll give you a ride, too. Uh, we are going to set you up, excuse me, with uh, bus transportation from WMMR. Uh, so we'll take callers 5 and 6 at 215-263-WMMR. Your hostess with Mostus, Marissa Magnata. I think she's the perfect hostess for this stuff. We'll be there with you. So 215-263-WMMR callers uh, 5 and 6 will take care of you. You can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Residence Fair right off Turnpike, exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfair.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Steve, should I go to this call just real quick? This uh, guy wanted to call in. Yeah, come on. Let me go to him. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Dave. Hey, sorry to bother you at work. No, it's all good. What what do you call in for, bud? Uh, well, I bothered you at work Friday night. You, your band, A Saint, was awesome uh, up in Easton, and I just wanted to call in and uh, tell everybody how, how great I thought your whole band was, how oh. nice how nice you were to everybody, not just to me, the other three guys in the band, George <laughs> and, and uh, what Mark and, and Dave, yep, yep. Were, were all awesome, and oh, cool. I was, it was so nice to meet everybody there. Hey, were you were you the guy that you, you came out by yourself? and? Uh... Yeah. I told you about your drumming. Yes. What'd you yeah, tell me? I told you. I, to, I told you. You're not just a guy who plays drums. You are a bleeping drummer. Yes. Ah, uh, there you. They have a fan there. Oh, there nice. you go. Nice. Cool. So that's cool. very cool, Dave, and cool, cool of you to go to the event. Yeah, and um, the, the, the 
guitar player's wife was so very nice. She's the one that dragged me up on stage to meet you. <laughs> her name is Colette. Yeah, she's uh-huh. really cool. Yeah, she was, she was very nice. Uh, like, cool. I didn't remember her name, but she was so awesome. So, Well, maybe I you go to the next show. When's the ne- what's the next show, Preston? Brittingham's. Brittingham's. Next. Yeah, I, I looked up on your, your website over the weekend. So. Look at that. They got a fan now. Dave's coming out. There right. you go. It's building. Hey, I got there early. There was another lady there, too, um, who was just there to see you as well. Uh, tall blonde gal? Or... No, there's probably a bunch of them. Short hunchback? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, really I'm here to see Preston. Preston so, yeah. All right. No, that's awesome. Hey, Dave, it was nice meeting you. Thanks for coming out, buddy. I appreciate okay, it. All right. All right, take Talk care. All right, see you later. All right, Bobby. Well, that was nice. There you go. Well, thank you, man. We appreciate Look it. Look at this. It's, yeah. It begins. It started. It started with the image so many years ago. Yeah. And now you're back. Now I'm back. All right, well, listen. Moving on. We got a couple of guests here in the studio, and there's an event coming up that they uh, want to talk about, and we have absolutely no problem. One has been here many times and is a good friend of our program, uh, local celebrity chef, and uh, apparently a badass as well. Is that the case, uh, that really? Is, yes, our good friend, Mr. Nick Elmy Yay! is here. Morning, How are you doing, Nick? Good um, to see you, bud. Thanks, man. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing great. Of course, uh, Laurel and uh, and uh, Royal... Bo- I always mess you. Boucherie. Boucherie. Thank Nailed you. It. He knows I can't speak French. <laughs> Boucherie. <laughs> Saved my life. French Royal Boucherie. Uh, and then also joining him is uh, recently winner of the uh, James Beard Award... Uh, that's, Not too shabby. Nah, that's pretty pretty awesome. Mike Salamanov. Yeah. Here as well. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Yeah, of course. And uh, Mike is the genius behind Zahav. And uh, what are the other restaurants? You got several things going on. Uh, yeah, we've got. We just opened Kfar, which is a bakery. Abe Fisher, Diesingoff, Goldie, and uh, partners in Federal Donuts. I love that. You know that. When, when, since when did uh, like the chefs and guys like you become like? Badass tattoo guys. It's like it's, it's like a cool look. It's like when you just, you're like rockers, you know. I know. I think when you just accept that you're going to be unemployable, you, know, you, just go, <laughs> you go for it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You're allowed you to grapple. Latitudes. You get tattoos, <laughs> right? There's a there's a mindset. I understand. There you go. Yeah, I think we're all a little bit crazy. <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. Like radio, be. like radio people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To get into the restaurant business, you have to be a little bit crazy. It's insanely competitive. It's it's uh, really, really, really hard to get a footing in it. Yeah, you know. So you got to be a little bit on the edge. Yeah, I don't know why we do it. Actually, when you say it out loud, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? Does yeah. <laughs> when people describe our own careers back to us, we're like, well, those guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about you guys. Let's talk about the event, the 2019 Audi Festival. Uh, it's Festival. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're correct. Yeah, because it's a feast. I got it. Well, cool. actually, we used to have that name at an event we did at Y100 several years ago. It was a big the, concert. The yeah. festival was our concert. Yeah. Uh, so Thursday, September 26th. What's What's it all about, Nick? What do you want to? What do you want to uh, bring? So this to is our tenth year. So we're we're pretty excited. It started off uh, ten years ago with about thirty chefs and like three hundred and fifty guests. Now we're up to like seventy chefs. We have uh, seventy of the best restaurants in the city get together. Uh, we have about a thousand attendees, which like twenty bars. It's basically the best food in the city, the best event of the night. Um, oh, live arts from all over the world. Yeah. So okay. yeah, this- seventy of the best chefs, Audis all over the place, people in body paint. Basically naked from the rafters. There you go. That's you know? good. This naked people. Was your party? Was yeah. your feastable like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. At some points. Yeah. <laughs> at some points, but not by intent. <laughs> this year, yeah. they're having more of like a circus theme. They're bringing in a gentleman from a circus company in Montreal, and they're going to have a lot of aerialists and kind of like Cirque du Soleil at Cherry Street Pier with a really 
tremendous amount of great food. Well, this sounds awesome, obviously. The fact that you're having the creme de la creme of all the uh, the, the, uh, the chefs in the area, uh, it's uh, it's gluttony with a purpose. So uh, that's very cool. And explain uh, what, what you're benefiting. Uh, we're benefiting Fringe Arts, actually. So it's a, it's a fundraiser for the live arts in Philadelphia, um, which, you know, Philly is incredible. We've got amazing food, right? Yeah. Mostly because of Nick. Uh, and then we've got amazing live arts, and uh, we just want to celebrate that. You know, it's one of a kind. It's sort of Philly born and bred. This, which we, you know, it's we a, love it when it's not something we ripped off from New York or DC. It's, right. Yeah, this is Philly homegrown. All right, so I, I want to ask you guys, as um, top level chefs and restaurant owners and stuff. I, I was at a restaurant in Utah, and uh, th- there wasn't a ton of like great restaurants out there, but we we happened upon a French restaurant called Vermilion Forty Five, and. We were eating, and my cousin brought this to my attention. I didn't even notice this. He goes, "How um, how confident do you think these the, the the chef is? There is not one spice on any of these tables. Like there was no salt and pepper on any." He's so basically the chefs were saying, "You're not going to need that." So I don't recall because I've I've been to Laurel, but do do you guys put salt and pepper on? No, we no. don't. No. I, yeah, yeah, that that blew me away. I didn't know that that was a thing. That um, because so many people I see, it's right well, next to the A one and ketchup. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we. It's funny because it doesn't. You know, we've like hundreds of people every single night that have a. T- it's the most subjective thing in the world mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah, there's no science to it. There's no formula, but we're always like, uh, you know, whenever anybody asks for salt. It's like we freak out. I'm like, oh my god, what have we done wrong in that right? table? But well, some people will salt without even without well, even oh, looking. Yeah, my, yeah. my relatives. Yeah, they all do that. My I, mother and sister, and it drives me crazy. And, and I'm like, there's already salt in it. What are you doing? Why don't you take a break from that? The rice in it. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, but once you take a break from that stuff and start to taste the food, you realize. Yeah, you're you're well, getting. You're get, getting the real taste without that. Part of the fine dining experience yeah. is to see what the kitchen brings to you. Right. It's, it's, it's an adventure. This is, uh, you know, because everybody does it their own way and they have their own specialties. And it's an adventure in finding out what this kitchen is creating. So you don't need to add anything to it. If you do, then you're lessening what the message is that they're trying to send from the kitchen. It's Am a slap in the face. Yeah. You guys do restaurant PR as well. There you go. Though, though I do see an, an option here, and op- you guys might want to consider this, perhaps a restaurant that focuses exclusively on condiments called condiment. Yeah. Ooh. Condiment. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, right. I know you're looking... <laughs> Right, I'm looking for new concepts. Yeah, Mike's got all his concepts. You know what would be great in that mail? Little steak sauce. <laughs> little steak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a little bit more ketchup in my terrible? A little bit too much condiment. <laughs> much up? What's the new one? Much up? <laughs> is it, what is this? Name? Mayo chip. No. Mayo chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me sick. Condiment. Let's not say that word anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, Mike, What? tell us about the, the James Beard Award. and, the, and uh, Did you... Is anybody, do they know they're in the running for that? Well, we know that we're in the running. We, okay. We've won a couple of them. Uh, this last year was outstanding. He's won all of them, just well, so we're clear. Like, he's not allowed to win any more of them. Mm. He got all of them. Okay. <laughs> not all, but uh, many, many of them. But Zahav, Zahav won the big one uh, last year. And then my uh, pastry chef at Zahav, Camille, won Rising Star the year before. And then we won Outstanding Chef the year before that. So huge, amazing you know, beyond your wildest dreams. Um, but it's really awesome for Philly. I mean, I think it's really cool for Philly. Agreed. And we want it for Zahav Restaurant, which is like, 
you know, not super fan, not fancy like Nick's restaurants. You know, like we don't have condiments. Or <laughs> <laughs> Spewing from the bosses. We, um, but uh, we're like an Israeli restaurant, and we play hip hop, and we're like pretty, pretty approachable. So I think it was a win uh, for us. And yeah, it was great. My son was with me this year. That's very cool. Not appropriate for like a seven-year-old to go to like <laughs> this event, but I was like, whatever, we're gonna do it, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. You know, it's and this is part of the thing. You talk about something that's not New York or not, you know, that we used to be the the, the Passover. We even just doing the show for all these years. Oh, they just go up to New York or they'd bypass this area. But with the restaurant and the food scene and the, and the art scene and the, the fringe arts and all that stuff, thing, and so many things that have originated here. Yeah, and um, you can live here. You can live yeah. in Philly. You can live like an adult. Maybe and it's okay to be proud of it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's wonderful. And, I mean, I'm, I'm new. I'm not new, but I've, I've been in Philly since 2001. And right. There's something about the spirit, this like underdog soul thing that, that is real in Philly. It is wonderful. And all the stuff like you guys are doing is 100% legit, and it's and it yep. attracts the attention of the world. And, and here opposed, you are winning awards. And as opposed to New York and San Francisco, you can actually afford to live here. In <laughs> <laughs> and go to your restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, which is why the live arts, I think, is so important. And, yeah. and for us to be able to contribute to that and, and to, to be able to come on the show and to promote it, to even be asked to be co-chairs. I mean, I feel like we're still kids a little bit, but to be part of something that is uh, so indicative of the city itself is awesome. What's great is also you get a chance to sample so much where you, you can sort of, if, you, if you've entertained the notion of trying out these different places, you can try out these different chefs and find out things you might not like and explore at another uh, point in time. Yeah, we've, we've gotten to the point where like we, we feel bad because we have to tell restaurants no, they can't participate because <laughs> we have too many great restaurants in this city. You turned that... down Condiment. <laughs> <laughs> Condiment was, uh, yeah, we had a pass. Hard passes. Hard pass. <laughs> Uh, but, like, you know, we say no to friends because we have people who've been with us for 10 years. We have 70 spectacular restaurants. We probably have 30 more people that we have to be like, hey, man, we'll put you guys on the wait list for next year. Because there, there's just so many great restaurants in the city and it's hard to choose. But Very cool. Maybe yeah. it just becomes a weekend event and not a, a one-night event. We're working well, on it. We're, you know, we're getting yeah. there. Yeah, but if you come this year, you get to, to, you get to see. First of all, we're dropping a circus in the middle of this. Yeah. Of this show. Of Cherry Street Pier. Of Cherry Street Pier. Uh, and you're going to be surrounded by 70 of the best chefs and bartenders in Philly. Listen, for, for any charity to work, and it's, you, you learn about it. Charities are, to be effective, have to have an element of show business in them. And, and, and people want to be charitable. They want to give. But it also helps to reward them for their endeavor by giving them a, a hell of an evening and a hell of a, an eating event. And the circus, it's all, it's all wonderful. How do people go about getting tickets? Uh, I guess we order, just they order. They order. <laughs> you call. You, How many of you next? A stork just doesn't do it. A stork doesn't bring it to the house. <laughs> yeah, you can just check out uh, Audi Festival. They uh, order them. Audi uh, <laughs> Festival. Yeah, Philly Festival. Philly Festival dot com. Philly Festival. Or you can call Nick's uh, okay. cell phone number. Okay. Okay. Use social try. security. <laughs> yeah. But you guys are going to be there, right, this year? Oh, of course. Uh, I'll check the date. I'll yeah. check the date. I would love to be there. Yeah, extra I, packet of condiment for you. Condiment. Okay. Actually, it, it is phenomenal. I mean, I, I, looking at all this, and I have not been to any of them yet, and if the date matches, if it's a thir- ah, it's a school night, but I can give it a shot. Wait, uh, is that right? I thought Thursday, Thursday was the 27th. That's the but, day before uh, Friday. Uh, hang on a second. I just want to make sure because there was, no, no, you're right. It is the 26th, but uh, you guys may be out of town. Oh, and... Uh, 
Dallas. Mm, Dallas. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Cowboys fans yeah. over here. Good no, cover. No, 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 no. Good cover, guys. <laughs> no, we, we, yeah, it's, it's, it's the truth. But, well, but, we're uh, up for an award. Yeah. Actually, so. We're oh. up for the James Beard Award for Condemol. <laughs> yeah. Called the Marconi Award that yeah. we might win. So, oh, that's awesome. awesome. But the, uh, the well, good congratulations money. Congratulations to you Thank guys you. Anyways, for the nomination. Thank you. If you don't go to Dallas, you, you got a place here. Come, come to Festival and we'll have a good time. All right. Absolutely. Sounds great. Hey, do uh, do chefs of, of your level and... Uh, do you guys have, I can't think of a better term than groupie, or, you know, the fans that will, uh, you're pointing at, at Mike, yeah? You <laughs> no. This no. no way, right dude. Yeah. My girlfriend has got a picture with Nick Elmay. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> She's one top chef. Yeah. There's a new uh, restaurant uh, name, what am I, chopped liver? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, no would... I, I don't know, I think that. They're, they're, they're oh, sometimes uncomfortable situations, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who just appreciate what we do and yeah. appreciate what we do for the city, but, you've, you know, we've all been in uncomfortable situations before where it's like, hey. Well, you, the groupies don't have to be uncomfortable. I mean, no, you know, that's just true. Yeah, like super really fans. Mis- like if, if they lick their plates seductively, about. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or they steal the plate. Oh, they oh, steal the plate. This is Nick's plate. Yeah. Does that happen sometimes? People steal stuff from the restaurant? People steal the craziest things. Do they really? Like, no a knife. Like, yeah. What are you going to do with one knife? Yeah. What, I, when I was at Lebec Fen, they would always take the silver off the table. Like we had silver uh, salt and pepper shakers and silver like teaspoons, and they would take the one piece of silver off. The yeah, table. but usually the knives are really nice. They're nicer than the knives that we have at our homes. <laughs> we would steal the big red cup from Pizza Hut. There you go. Mm, that was always a good one. Go. I would steal that now. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God, you have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally am holding one in my hand right now. <laughs> it's a nice keepsake. Uh, <laughs> but anything, obviously, Mike, you've got a lot of things going on. And, and uh, Nick, you do, too. But any any other, you're just going to focus on the two restaurants? Or do you have aspirations to open up anything else as no, of now? I'm good right now. I have okay. three restaurants. I'm, I'm fine. I have a, the Laurel's First Cookbook is coming out. In September. Oh, okay. Hey-o. Oh, nice, nice. I'm excited about that. We just finished it up. We got the first copy a couple weeks ago. When, when do you beat somebody up again? Yeah, When's Nick it? has started grappling. Yeah, yeah, I started jujitsu a little while ago and had my first tournament this weekend. Brazilian. Yep. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. You know, our Jackson here is a, is a lunatic for. Uh, yeah, I heard. He has his own school. Yeah. And, and how'd you do in your tournament? I got a bronze in nogi and a silver in gi. Oh, nice. You got, shot, you got a nogi. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I heard Nogi. I was right. like, what's Nogi? I don't know what yeah. Nogi is. And today, so, no Gi. No Gi, yes. yes. The and Gi is the, your Komodo. Nogi is the, yeah. the package next to the Kondi Mon. More Nogi for table six, please. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a restaurant. Yeah. Nogi. nogi. <laughs> no question, right? Yes. I love it. I right next to Kondi Mon. All right. Uh, so, anyhow, the event is coming up. It is on uh, September 26th. So it'll be at uh, Cherry Street Pier. It is the. Um, Audi uh, Festival, uh, 2019 Audi Festival, is for the Fringe Festival, which is really cool. And it seems to be the epitome of uh, of extravaganza. Seventy restaurant tours uh, expected at this event. Wow, yeah. man! So you get yeah, you get with a the taste circus. The circus dropped on it. Nice. All right, so uh, we'll post all that information. In fact, we already have it up right now on uh, PrestonSteve.com. If you want to uh, get on there and get your tickets and go get some good food, do a uh, a great night out with these guys who are the best. So thank you guys for coming in. Thank you, guys. Thank good you luck with you. Thank you so much Appreciate for you guys being here for Nick Elmy. Salamanov. We are going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR.
Everything that rocks. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I know. We played that a while back and uh, debuted that. Uh, Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton and even Bruno Mars in that song is called Blow. And I actually, I was while listening to that song, I'm like, the riff in that song reminds me of something. And now I think I got it. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Midnight Train to Memphis. That, uh, oh, okay. That Chris Stapleton song. It's real, very riff heavy. Which I think is the cornerstone of a great rock song. You got a great guitar riff in there. Chances are it'd be a really great song. And I, you and know I the, do like that one. The music video is a bunch of uh, of, of women, hard you know, rock looking chicks playing. And yeah. they're obviously playing to the song. And they're supposed to be the band that's playing. I'd love to see these guys actually playing the, yeah. uh, the music. I would like to as well. 945. Let's take a final look at traffic and see what's up. Kathy, what do you have for us? Schuylkill Expressway westbound is jammed from City to Belmont eastbound, slowing from Montgomery to Spring Garden. We have construction set up on the Blue Route southbound right at the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, the right lane is blocked. 95 southbound jams the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard. We have a slow-moving maintenance crew. Two lanes are closed. Only the right lane is getting by. South 95 slows Naaman's Road to Harvey Road. Uh, on the boulevard southbound between Fox Street and Ridge, we've got the left lane closed. That's construction. 422 eastbound between Harmon Hammer Boulevard and Sanatoga. The right lane closed with construction and then uh, emergency construction at Whitpane Township on Skipback Pike at 202. Uh, water repairs that they're doing, water main break repairs that they're doing there. And then the Commodore Barry Bridge, uh, right at the Toll Plaza, we have the roadway reduced to one lane. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. The Acme anniversary sale is back with huge savings throughout the store. Celebrate, save, and see what's new at Acme's huge anniversary sale going on now. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, thank you very much, Kathy. I'm trying to see if I have more of the double shot B-files left. And I think I might. I think I might have enough here to pull this off. You know, this is a rarity that you do a double shot or a twofer on Monday. Because it's know. usually a two for Tuesday. I know. But you're bucking the system and redefining radio as we know it. Well, I don't create the news, man. It just happens. And sometimes these things occur together. So I figured I'd just tie that all in. And, and uh, yeah, I think I got enough here. Let's try all this right. out. All right? Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, we're going to begin uh, with B-File stories. Like I said, I did a double shot earlier this morning. Each story I did, it had another one that was kind of a companion story that had something similar with it. So we're going to start with uh, snake stories. Snakes. I got two snake stories. All right, a Tennessee woman said she is forever grateful for her pit bull after the dog intervened before a venomous snake could bite her outside her home. Hala McCormack said it was dark when she got home from work, didn't see the copperhead. That was lurking in a leafy corner corner by the stairs leading to her door. Hey, copperhead. She said it was coiled back so it was going to strike. And that's when McCormack's pit bull, Arlo, sprung into action. She said he got there before I could go any further. And he grabbed it by the tail and just started shaking it. She said while he was shaking it... While she was, he was shaking it, it bit his face. It, oh. It got him uh, three times for sure, possibly four. Uh, Arlo killed the snake, but he was uh, seriously hurt and was rushed to a local pet hospital for treatment. Uh, she said his neck was super swollen. Uh, it made his eye almost completely swollen shut. Copperhead venom is rarely deadly to humans, 
but it can be fatal to small animals. Uh, they bites took the crap load of treats. Uh, bites can be more dangerous if the venom reaches their facial area. Arlo was given anti-venom pain medication and CBD oil, mm. and he is expected to recover. Now, another snake story. Toronto's sewer snake became the talk of the town on Tuesday. I'm a snake, eh? The massive, the massive python was found slithering up from a sewer grate at a gas station in Toronto. However, uh, things have taken another weird twist as the family who claimed that the sewer grate snake was their missing pet have come to realize the snake is, in fact, an imposter and not their beloved pet snake after all. What kind of devious snake tries to pass himself off as another family snake? At first, the family was thrilled when they heard that a large python was found. Arlo! And the discovery of the creature just killed three, uh, I'm sorry, just three kilometers uh, from their home led the family to believe that the snake must be their missing pet, an 11-month-old ball python named Monty who had vanished vanished from their home in June. Now, upon hearing the news of the snake discovery, the family rushed to their local animal services to retrieve their pet who had gone missing their home. What did it say on the snake collar? Uh, relieved and excited to have found Monty, the family took their snake home without so much as a second thought. However, that same night, Monty started showing signs of unusual behavior. Samantha Sinella, whose 18-year-old son purchased the snake, noticed the snake lifting up hollow logs in its aquarium, something Monty had never done before. Upon closer examination of some older photos... Of Monty and his unique patterns, the family realized this snake was not actually Monty after all. Come here, come here. I don't think that's Monty. <laughs> so the family named the imposter snake Sneaky Pete hmm. and are now in the process of trying to find his real owners as well as locate their own still missing python. Now, after seeing a post on Facebook from a man searching for his missing python, Sinella was feeling hopeful. However, Sneaky Pete was also not that man's lost python. So there's a whole plethora of missing snakes. All over Toronto. Now, do they put a description in the paper? Long and beady eyes. Their quest to locate the city's missing snakes and owners led Sinella to wonder how many pythons are loose in the sewers of Toronto. Mm. Uh, while they wait to find his real owner, the family are caring for Sneaky Pete, who seems extremely happy in his new home. Aww, so, he's running right. around and playing. Yep. All right, let me see. Uh, next, we will have... Uh, let me see. How about uh, stupid people doing stupid things? I All love right. this. That's their connection, okay? Uh, a man has been arrested for assaulting a Little Caesars manager all because he was unhappy with his pizza. Uh, the attack was caught on camera. Irate customers. That's uh, against store policy, right? The irate customer first called the com- to complain about his pizza, but even after he was told that he could get a refund or a new pizza, he showed up at that Little Caesars more upset. I want blood. The manager, Kelsey Beckwith, said, I've been doing this for 12 years and not a day in my life. I've never had a customer lash out at me that bad, especially over a $5 pizza. <laughs> $5. Police say Joseph Thorpe is the man who got so mad that his pizza had Italian seasoning on it instead of Parmesan. <laughs> really? God. That he returned to the store and slapped her in the face. She said he threw his pizza on the counter, told me he was going to beat everyone's butt in the store. I got my coworker to call the police because he was threatening everyone. Got mental issues. I was getting ready to refund his money, and next thing you know, I turned back towards him. He legit stepped into it, brought his hand back as far as he could, and slapped the crap out of me. Seconds later on nine on the 911 call, you could hear Beckwith screaming in pain. Uh, Beckwith says customers and coworkers helped her off the ground and got her ice for her cheek. One of the customers got the license plate of the car, and they managed to get him. He was charged with assault and battery and sentenced to 20 days behind bars. Now, another guy doing something stupid. A man was arrested after he allegedly stabbed somebody over an argument about subway seat etiquette. 
they were going to say Subway sandwiches. And then allegedly stabbed a second good Samaritan who tried to stop him from running away. Police say the incident happened at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday aboard a southbound A train in Manhattan when victim Steve Williams asked suspect Ronald Clint, uh, Cundiff to remove his bag from his seat so he could sit down when Cundiff refused. They ended up in a struggle, and Cundiff allegedly pulled out a knife and stabbed Williams in the abdomen. I think I'm going to need to stab you. Cundiff then uh, got off the train at the next station and fled on foot with Williams chasing him. Please, Mama, read the little Caesars. Joined in the chase, and a good Samaritan, Nicholas Kai, saw this happening, attempted to stop Cundiff. Cundiff then allegedly stabbed Kai before finally being stopped and tasered by cops. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to describe this guy as antisocial. So Williams uh, told the news that he has diabetes, and he recently had surgery on his foot, so he wanted a seat on the train. Cundiff was taking up three seats, one for himself, one for his backpack, and one for a grocery bag. Mm. Well, that is kind of obnoxious he to said two or three leave your pe- bags on a seat. Two or three people had come onto the train and asked him for a seat, but he refused. I asked him, but he didn't answer, so I said I would hold his bag until I got off at my stop. I lifted his bag, and then he grabbed me around the throat. You bag grabber. I grabbed him back by his shirt, and then he pulled his uh, knife and stabbed at me four times. He hit me once in the side. Jesus. I backed away, and somebody said, you're bleeding. Uh, Kai said he was trying to hold Cundiff when he was stabbed in the left shoulder. Police said that Cundiff has been charged with two counts of assault in the case. A little lunatic. So who's the bigger lunatic? The the, uh, pizza guy is pretty... uh, I don't know, but pulling out a knife, knife. that's that's, uh, another level. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have to wrap it up there, Case? Yes, sir. All right, there you go. And that's what I have in the Bizarre File, the Double Shot Bizarre File. I love it. Point. Thank you. We'll see what happens tomorrow, my friends. Let's break and come back in a second. We have, I understand, a concert announcement when we get Ooh. back, Case. We do. All right, so we have that and more, the lesson question coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Neil Young on 93.3 WMMR, rocking in the free world. It's what we're all trying to do on a daily basis, especially right here on MMR. Welcome to Monday. <clears throat> Word of the week prize, cool. Four packs of tickets for four cool events that I'll tell you about when we get to uh, letter time, which will be in a little bit. But uh, we have a few things that we're going to try to achieve in this particular break. Concert announcement coming up in just a moment. Free Music Monday, too, by the way. Uh, but right now we're going to do a lesson question. For the lesson question this week, we're going to be giving away tickets to Philly Burger Brawl. Sunday, September 15th, and that's at the Navy Yard. New location for this, and it'll be a pair of tickets. So the question that I have for you is, uh, finish this sentence. Uh, or no, I guess kind of sort of. Let's be careful out there, because there's a what out there. <laughs> it's from earlier this morning. Very early this morning. I don't even remember the answer. Let's be careful out there. Because there's a what? 215-263-WMMR. And uh, we'll see if you're listening. See if you know the answer. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. So do it. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. 
All right, Steve, what's going on today? Well, Forbes' youngest billionaire, Kylie Jenner, renting a 300-foot, $250 million yacht for her 22nd birthday. The yacht includes a spa and movie theater, as well as a modified skeet shooting setup that launches homeless people. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Radar Online reporting that after Selena Gomez received a kidney from her former best friend, Francia Reza, she grew sick of feeling indebted to her. Gomez says no one ever mentions how she once lent Reza her crockpot. Hey! And finally, Brody Jenner and wife Caitlin uh, Carter, that's Brody Jenner and Caitlin Carter, are breaking up after just one year after getting married during a blowout bash in Indonesia. Brody admits it all fell apart because he just couldn't cope with his wife having the same name as his dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Right, thank you very much, Steve. Well, you don't know the answer, Steve. Nobody else knows the answer. So, <laughs> no. Uh, there's a call coming in. We'll see. There's, there's, a there's call. another call coming in. They're all coming there's in now. There's a few now. calls coming in now. But it is a bit of a of a tough question. You making fun of the way I said now? For a tough crowd. No, it just it reminded me of spies like us. I don't know why. Um, and the it just it just did. It just did. It just Preston did for crying out loud. Just, it just did. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Um, oh, I, okay. We asked the question. Uh, let's be careful out there. There's what out there? Two one five two six three WMMR. Keith, do you know the answer? Gorilla monkey gorilla. No, no. That was said earlier on the show, but that's not what we were talking about. It was a reference to Hill Street Blues. But uh, no, I gotta let you go. Uh, let me try Al. Hey, Al. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how about Riptide? No. He's no. talking about the NBC you, show. Al, that I appreciate it. Oh, sure. yeah. Rip was Tide. there a show called Riptide? Yeah, Riptide. Remember those two guys? There's like two uh, hunky guys. One was blonde and one was Joe Penny, I think, was the guy with the, the dark hair. How long ago was this? Uh, I would say the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Riptide. No, I don't. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me go to Mike, see if he knows. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Thanks, buddy. Oh. All right, let's be careful out there because there's a what? There's a douchebag. There's a yeah. douchebag out there. It's Scott Disick, right? Thank you. Hang on, Mike. We were referencing Scott Disick, yes, <laughs> in his uh, TV show. And What's the name of it? Casey said it was going to be... It was going to be like Hill Street Blues, and uh, Casey said, well, let's be careful out there. There's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike got it right, and uh, it's going to flip it like Disick. Flip I think it like Disick. So you got it right. We're going to give you a tic- pair of tickets to um, the Philly Burger Brawl. Sunday, September 15th at a new location, the Navy Yard. Taste uh, taste unlimited samples of burgers from the top restaurants in Philadelphia. Nonprofit supporting uh, school literacy. Through technology and tickets are on sale now. Phillyburgerbrawl.com. More information at WMMR.com. Now we can do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, this morning, Music News brought to you by Duncan. Fuel your day with a freshly brewed iced coffee. From Duncan. Duncan iced coffee is made just for you any way you like it. Stop by Duncan today. America runs on Duncan. Why don't we leave with the concert announcement? You cool with that? All right. Yeah. All right. So this particular show is going to be Saturday, October 5th, and it will be at the Tower Theater. Oh. Uh, This band has a lot of hits, and they're definitely worth seeing live. So MMR rocks The Offspring. That is correct. 
So the Offspring will be playing Saturday, October 5th. Love when there's a show on a Saturday at the Tower Theater. Tickets will go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And guess who's in at tickets all week? Mr. Pierre Robert. Your chance to win tickets to see this band in concert. So listen up to Pierre for your chance to win those tickets. So just thought I'd pass that little concert. Awesome. All right, what else we have here for you? Uh, let's go to news about the band Tool. Uh, guitarist Adam Jones revealed several tantalizing bits of information about the band's upcoming album, Fear Inoculum, in a new interview with Guitar World, including the number of tracks on the record, the running time, and the strange themes behind the LP. Uh, it will sport seven tracks, but will run an astounding 88 minutes long with virtually none of the songs adhering to the standard format for a radio single, which is a shorter song, something under five minutes. As for the concept Seven of, tracks, 88 minutes? That's correct. It's like an 11-minute song, yeah. uh, or, I'm no, sorry, 12-minute, no, I, I don't even know. Yeah. So as for the concept of the disc, Jones said it came to revolve around the number seven. He said, I took a picture pointing to the number seven while we were recording. Look. And a lot, what? Seven. Oh. And a lot of the riffs that Justin and I brought were in seven. Oh. And you don't really go, I'm going to write a riff in seven, he added, uh, without being too descriptive about the concept. The main thing is that uh, the seven beat just kept coming up and riffs in seven kept coming in. And it was really weird. Give me an idea of what a seven beat is. Um, Casey, pull up um, Money from uh, Pink Floyd. Okay. And then pull up uh, Subdivisions from uh, Rush. Those are both in seven. And make me some toast. And I'll explain to you. Please, some toast if you would, <laughs> with right. a little apple butter on it. All right, so here's oh. money. <laughs> well, well, we're all getting on board here. Nick, yeah, what would you like? You had me an apple butter. Yeah, what yeah. was the uh, Rush song you wanted again? Subdivision. Okay. All right, so play money, and I'll, I'll count it out right. for you here after once the, the bass part comes in. But all right. It's 7-4, and it's considered an odd signature. signature. So uh, here we go, and I'll count it out. So it's... Three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two. Three, okay. Four, five, six, seven, one, two. So you hear an that, uncommon right? signature. Five, six, seven. Eight. Yep. Yeah. So right. and and therefore, for the drums, instead of playing uh, the bass drum on one and three and the snare drum on two and four, you have to have an extra beat in there. So in this one. Um, they add an extra beat on the bass drum, so it goes. I'll try to hang a second. Bass, snare, bass. Nah, never mind. All right, but I, I, I get it. It's a little bit more. Uh, yeah, now I see it. Six, bass, bass, two, bass, snare, bass, bass. Anyway, when do you bow to your partner? Right now, and then you bow to your uh, <laughs> corner. Bow to the corner. All right, hit uh, hit subdivisions. All right, Ooh, love this song. So off. this is one of my favorites. Here, pot it back up. Right. There we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. So you don't have to clap. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then it goes into four. This is one, two, three, four, one, two. Crowd sounds different. It's actually pretty, uh, yeah. pretty straight ahead. 
It is. It can be tricky if you're trying to play it, though. That's... But I have an incredible mind for numbers and pacing. There you go. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So anyhow, uh, he said then Maynard told me about the whole concept uh, that he had about the number seven, and we were like, oh, my God, this is too weird. And then oh Alex... God. Alex Gray, the tool artist, uh, album artist, uh, basically said the same thing, that he has a concept that will reveal itself through video. I love what they did for the, with the last, uh, it was a CD at the time, obviously, we're going back a while, uh, but they actually had a uh, stereoscopic image. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. It was, it was really cool. It was. Uh, Fear Inoculum is a new album, and it uh, will be their first in 13 years, slated for an August 30th release. I'm excited. I, yeah, I, I started taking them out for a spin over the weekend. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm a fan. Now, texturally, it's not what I could listen to all the time, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. It's definitely intense. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm only in the 90s right now. I did um, Undertow and then Anima. So I did those two albums, and that was the entire ride down to the shore. So um, I'll be doing that for the rest of August. Um, and that'll all lead up to the new album release. Yeah. And it'll all lead up to that magical release of the new album from Tool. Uh, moving on, Blink-182 postponed its show in El Paso, Texas on Sunday night in solidarity with the uh, community after the horrific mass shooting at a Walmart in the city on Saturday that left 20 people dead and more than two dozen more wounded. Uh, bassist Mark Hoppus tweeted that he and his bandmates were locked down in their hotel room uh, mm-hmm. during the shootings, saying that he was en route to the mall where the Walmart was located when his security team informed him that uh, there was an active shooter there. Uh, they returned to their hotel <clears throat> where uh, news broke of a second possible shooting nearby. Hoppus wrote over the intercom system. They just announced that there were reports of, an, of another active shooter directly across the street from a location different from the first shooting. So that was Jeez. an erroneous report. But yeah. police But later, you get all that stuff when something like this of happens. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, the band and crews saw the panic firsthand. Hoppus described, uh, we were leaving breakfast when our security texted that there was an active shooter at the mall mm. uh, that we were headed to. Saw dozens of pe- uh, police cars on the freeway and surface streets, helicopters. Uh, we got back to the hotel and turned on the news to see what was happening. Uh, the alleged suspect in the shooting is a 21-year-old White male from Dallas named uh, Patrick uh, Crucius was taken into custody by uh, El Paso police. He's alleged to have targeted Hispanics in his attack based on an anti-Hispanic, anti-immigrant manifesto that he reportedly posted online minutes before the attack. Uh, So Blink shut down their show. Yeah, Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Breaking Benjamin frontman Ben Burnley says that he and ex-Flyleaf singer Lacey Sturm I uh, have dis- discussed the idea of working together on a new project. Burnley said, I don't know if she'd be mad at me for saying anything about it, but me and Lacey have been talking about doing another band, putting a band together. And we've been Is this talk- Ben Burnley's bestie? Uh, yeah, maybe so. Uh, we've been uh, talking a bit here and there about it, and it'd just be something different, and I think that'd be really cool. Uh, Sturm recently laid down guest vocals on the song Dear Agony for Breaking Benjamin's upcoming acoustic album, uh, tentatively due before the end of the year. I've listened to it. It actually sounds a lot like the theme to The Nanny, Casey. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, yeah it's I, amazing. You know what? I have audio. Is it that. in a different yeah. language? Yeah, it sounds, sounds like German or something. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, do we have that? Uh, I may yeah, have I heard that. I'm not really sure. Just grab that for you guys. It's a fun song. It is. Without question. I mean, it's a bit of a departure. It's a seven-beat signature. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They, they went with the segments. <laughs> So the seven uh, seven four time on that, <laughs> All right. and you're uh, gonna like it. Yeah, I don't know. 
know if you're going to like it or not. I don't know if it's really your cup of tea, but uh, here, I got it right here. Okay. Um, come on. There we go. Sie verkaufte Hochzeitskleider und war sehr mondän. Doch ihr Freund nahm sich eine andere und sie musste gehen. Da saß sie nun, wusste nicht wohin ohne ihren Danny. Sie fuhr nach Manhattan, stand vor Sheffields Tür, um Make-up zu verkaufen. Doch er sah mehr in ihr. Sie war schön, hatte Stil, das gefiel und schon war sie die Nanny. Yeah, it's a kind of fun yeah. and bouncy, you know. Uh, Sounds like the band that was playing at the cocktail hour before the Nuremberg Rally. Yeah. <laughs> Like they had yeah, a cocktail yeah, band yeah, yeah. right before the Nuremberg. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, uh, Apps and, and yeah, uh, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some drinks, yeah, yeah. open bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think an unappre- underappreciated theme song is the theme song to "It's a Living." Do you guys remember that one? Do you remember that is show? That it's Nell a Carter? Living. Oh no. yeah. Uh, no, that's no. give me a break. Let's give me a break. Shut no. the f up. Was <laughs> no. <laughs> who was in "It's a Living"? Uh, Jillian something. Oh, or other? Jillian. Um, Yes, she about. was. Um, she was actually. She's the neighbor in Mister Mom. Mr. Mom. Yeah. Yes, yes, kind of an attractive woman. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if it's that living. show ever aired was... or meant anything to anybody. No, I just don't know if it ever aired in prime time. It was like one of those oh, yeah, weird Saturday afternoon. No, no, no. It, it aired. It had a prime time schedule. Did it? It didn't. It wasn't on for very long. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, we don't have, Do the... have. We don't have the theme for it. Marissa's going to send it over in one second. And Jillian? And Jillian. Who did you originally say? I said Jillian. Jillian Jillian? <laughs> Jillian Jillian. I just remember the name Jillian. I didn't remember. Yeah, she was. The they were, they were showgirls, right? Like Vegas showgirls? No. Yeah. Except one had worked on the Manhattan Project. <laughs> That's it. You remember. Yeah. No, they were waitresses. Yeah, the, the atomic bomb oh, okay. program. And wow. they, the, so they figured the best place to hide her from right. her. Was in a sh- the Vegas show line. Yeah, sure. They <laughs> were waitresses in a rooftop uh, restaurant. restaurant. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except there, were, there was only the rooftop, and the rest of the building didn't exist. <laughs> Floated. Uh, okay, so is that a good theme song, then? We're eventually going to get awesome. to this theme song. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, here it was we written go. By Yoko Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Unlike anyone I've ever met in my life, I love you to death. Yeah, I do. Do you yeah. know though that but there this... are times where I go, "What are you?" I, I don't know what I am. I don't know how I noticed that. Um, but you know, somebody just... That's, that song wasn't first used for that though, Casey. It was composed specifically for Dwight Eisenhower's funeral. <laughs> the big solo part. I mean, that's that's a chorus line type yes, of song. That, that's absolutely that's it. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Okay, and it's like a minute long, right? Yeah. There's, it's you, all... no, no, there are no sitcoms anymore that have a theme more than five seconds, if anything. Because it, t- I mean, that's that's one minute less of, uh, of actual show that you So an to. average commercial half hour back then was probably 23, 24 minutes, where now it's like 21 minutes. Yeah. But do they, I mean, that's where they spent the time running the credits, though. Yes. Uh, it was in the beginning of the of the show. That's what that did. It, it Number one, it set the tone because they would see scenes from the show, and then they would 
roll the credits of who was who. Filmed and in Studio City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they have no, credits no. in no, the shows do. anymore? The they have a vanity pops card. Up, it says made by some people. <clears throat> okay, made by some people <laughs> for people like you. <laughs> they actually, producers have to negotiate <clears throat> to get those vanity cards. It's yeah. part of a, of a deal where, you know, like sit, ubu, sit and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good dog. Uh, by the way, Craig Legans, uh, he always drops knowledge on yeah. this sort of stuff. It said it aired on ABC. It yes. was called It's a Living, and then it was changed to Making a Living. Wow. So okay. there you go. I don't remember that. It's a Who? living. Who was? <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. Wonderful, reminiscent moment for a show nobody remembers. <laughs> so many songs, though. You're right, though. Those songs would eat up a ton of the show. Look at the Three's Company theme. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 60 Minutes. Yeah. All right. I think we're playing a tribute to 60 Minutes in the background right I now. I think we are, yes. <laughs> Those minutes are just taking away. And I'm Angelian. Yeah. On tonight's 60 Minutes. <laughs> she was the first person that I knew about that had a, uh, a mastectomy. She had a double mastectomy, and she was very vocal about it. And, came, you know, she was in a time where that was that type of thing was hidden. But sure. no one talked about publicly. That, yeah. I remember the whole thing. She was on all the talk shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was incredibly brave of her. Uh, okay. So if nothing else, we got that. Okay. Go. Korn uh, <laughs> has debuted another new song. It's called Cold. Ahead of the September 13th release of the band's new album, The Nothing. Uh, the track has been described as one of the more experimental offerings on the LP, although the distorted guitars, driving drums, and uh, bass, and singer Jonathan Davis's growls are all corn trademarks. Singer has discussed the meaning of the album's title, <laughs> which is called <laughs> Cold. Has, I forgot about that. It hasn't lost anything. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's like Sinatra at Madison Square Garden. Everyone wondered, would he still have it? It still has it. They'll get it again. <laughs> How come that never got a sitcom? <laughs> Wouldn't you watch a show if a show started like that? Wouldn't you watch that show? I'd have to. <laughs> Kathy's laughing so hard she can't even talk. Look at it's her. unbelievable. <laughs> look at that look on her face. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right. uh, the singers discussed the meaning of the album's title recently, saying uh, deep within our earth lives. Yeah, of course. Uh, an extraordinary deep within our earth lives, or does that mean lives? Lives, an extraordinary force. <laughs> deep within our earth lives, not our Jupiter lives, you or our Saturn lives, or our Neptune lives. Lives, the living of the living of life. <laughs> he said, uh, very few are aware of the magnitude and significance of this place where good slash evil, dark slash light, bliss slash torment, loss slash gain, guns and, roses. and hope slash despair all exist as one pulling at us every moment of our lives. As Angelian star of <laughs> It's a Living once said, da 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 da, do he said, it's the place where black and white energies attach themselves to our souls. Is anybody buying this crap? And shape our emotions, choices, perspective, and ultimately our very existence. They were here this weekend. 
Were they? Yeah, it was them and Alice in Chains. I don't know who. Oh yeah. I don't know who opened and closed that show. Uh, that's a solid bill. Yeah. yeah. I okay. do like corn. I I like all produce. I love corn. We had yeah. some corn yesterday. Yeah, corn closed. Um, excuse me. Corn closed. I just found out in my. Your, your oh, in the, I thought I didn't know what you meant. Corn closed the show. Yes, it's okay. like in our in our corn Earth lives. Yeah. Corn closed. <laughs> you ever have Mexican corn? Maize? No, that's no, uh, that's, that's, that's Native American Easter. corn. Yeah, uh, Mexican, probably. Mexican, I don't know. Uh, street corn is delicious. They sell. Uh, Heard of like, it? Uh, it's very slutty looking. No, <laughs> street corn. <laughs> regular street corn out there. Yeah, Mexican street corn. Garish and, uh, makeup. Delicious. Is it? Well, how is it served? On the cob? It can be. Uh, that's how I prefer <laughs> They put it. it all over your cob. And then uh, they, they smear it with some delicious uh, type of sauce and they grill it. They, the grilling is what makes it. Well, I'm I'm a fan of uh, going to the, you know, the local uh, produce stands and, and picking up locally grown. Yeah. Corn. Man, there's a place nearby that has the sweetest white corn I've ever had. It's so wonderful. And we can't wait until they harvest right about now, right? Soon? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's out in full force right now. Uh, and I love going by this place. Rochelle and I just were like, oh, let's go get some. Oh. You know, it's, it's always a Listen, exciting Listen, where's the guy go for some good Mexican street corn? Oh, well, you just listen for the corn, man. <laughs> That's the truck driving around. Right. Mm-hmm. Mommy, can I have money for the Mexican corn, man? Mm-hmm. All right, so anyhow, that is what I have. No, wait, that's no. not all I have. No, we hit this point in the show where it just, uh, we, it's delirious. It's Free Music Monday, though. Oh! Uh, so we got to take caller number 12 and give you a, a uh, copy of the new Collective Soul album, Blood. And this is a really cool thing. Nick pointed this out to me last week, but I haven't had a chance to really mention it to Pierre in our crossover because we've been so busy every time he comes in. But the liner notes were written by Pierre Robert for this album. That's so cool. Uh, what mean, an honor. We have the vinyl copy of it right here and the actual sleeve that the that the vinyl album comes in uh is has got this it says uh, it's it's by Pierre Robert. It's like uh, four full paragraphs of information about the band and yeah, it's not and like the album and everything. They are good, Pierre. He actually took time and wrote some really wonderful things. And they, I mean, he it's not just like they didn't ask a bunch of people to do it. He's no. the only one that wrote the liner notes. Uh that's impressive and that's uh that's really cool. That speaks to what a legend Pierre is. And uh, what great guys, you know, Ed and, and the gang in, in Collective Solar. And they're just great songwriters, and uh, I love it. So um, it's it's rare that you have people that legitimately good and yeah. and loyal and friendly and approachable, and these guys are. The album is out now, and it's from uh, ADA Music. So what call it is A15, I think? 215-263-WMMR. We will set you up with that. So call now. Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and uh, we'll see what Pierre does have in store for you when we return, as well as a letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is 10.39 with the President Steve Show. We're about ready to wrap up today's program. Thank you very much uh, to two amazing chefs that we are uh, privileged to have in this city, Nick Elmy and also Mike Salamanov, who are here to talk about the 2019 Audi Festival, which is uh, Thursday, September 26th, Cherry Street Pier. 
And it goes to the Fringe Arts. They're raising money to continue to foster the arts in Philadelphia, of which we have a wonderful community in, as well as restaurateurs. Yeah, I think, honestly, uh, this is going to be a uh, a no-brainer if you want some of the city's finest food. Oh, yeah, no question. These guys are some of the best, so they, they're friends with all the other guys that are the best. And uh, I think they said 70 chefs or restaurants involved in the whole thing, so it's pretty cool. Uh, coming up in September. So thanks to those guys uh, for being by this morning, which is very cool. Uh, they were our only guests for the day. Pierre Robert stepped up to our guest microphone. No, all Good set. Day. How was your weekend, man? Oh, it was great. Went up to uh, that TWA hotel I was oh, talking oh, about. Oh yeah! And it really—it's so wild. <laughs> bumping things. He almost snapped right. his neck with his own hair. I just, well, yeah. Um, it was real. It's so. It was like going back to 1962. Every every um, every room has Life magazines in it from. <laughs> And I open a 1961 Life magazine. It's Jack and Jackie having a reception at the White House and an ad for a, a Rambler. So, so they've recreated all these magazines? No, they're the, they're they're the originals. Oh, they're wow. Magazines. You know, they have um, TWA swizzle sticks. They have um, the detail that's in the rooms alone is is stupendous. I love that look. I love that whole retro, yeah. you know, the retro that Mad Men look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's everywhere though. It's so pervasive in the hotel. From the they've got robes. They've got a TWA logo on the robes. They've got it emblazoned into the elevator floors. They've got the original um, destination. Um, what do you call those? You know, uh, the read out the board. The, yeah, yeah. The original ones uh, redone, and um, it's this fantastic place. Um, are the TVs of that period in no, the? The TVs are new. Okay, uh, but it's it's kind of wild because the the hotels are the the original complex designed by this guy Eero Saarinen is is original, and then they added these two structures for uh, two hotels. One is the Hughes Wing for Howard Hughes, who yeah. owned GWA for a while. And one is for the architect, Eero Saarinen. And um, so all the rooms have look out or on a portion of the runway. So it's it's weird because at night you can see right into the rooms. And um, you, it, it, you can see anything that anyone's doing. <laughs> um, it's pretty wild. But with that exception... Um, it's just the coolest place. Now, are you hearing, uh, I assume you're obviously hearing active, you know, air. You, no, they they did, in these, in these hotel rooms, they did these supersonic windows. You can't hear a thing. Wow, wow, okay. Which is wild. Um, and then they have this, uh, this television, I mean, this <laughs> swimming pool up at the top where this observation deck with this TWA swimming pool. It's, it's an amazing level of detail. Is it pricey to stay there? It, no, it was like, um, you know, relatively speaking, for a New York hotel room, it was... Two hundred and something. That's, yeah, that's actually not, not bad. bad for New York. Uh, yeah, for yeah, New York, um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of a if it's kind of a destination because right. you can't really take the, the Amtrak to Penn Station, and you have to take this other long. You're train. going there for the hotel, yeah. yeah. Or you know, you're flying in and <clears> staying there for a day or two. But it's it's worth the trip. I mean, you know, martinis and you know, there's so many levels of detail, little pencils, um, all these really cool moments that nice. uh, that flash you back. Do you have any martinis? I did. Oh, and yeah, I had several martinis actually. And the um, <laughs> the old plane, this old Lockheed, um, I forget the actual model, but uh, four engine prop plane. 
called uh, Connie, a lucky it's a constellation. constellation. Right. Yeah. We talked about that. Yep. That's been restored. That's there, and you can go on it for drinks. I love it. And, oh, and they have they have these these flight attendants, ladies dressed as flight attendants of that era, walking around. Uh, and they and they do little dance numbers out in the lobby of the hotel with with guys dressed like TWA captains. It's the wildest. I thing. love stuff like this. And there's an old Lincoln in front of the building and old vintage cars in the actual lobby. Yeah, and you check in, and it's like a check in for an airline. I keep thinking of other things. I know. And there's like a rotating um, ro- that takes uh, your luggage conveyor belt. It's, yeah, and I said to the the guy behind the. Thing I said, does that actually? He goes, no, it does nothing. It just goes around. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it looks cool. All these cool little looks. It's nice. That's excellent, man. Cool. No, that I, sounds like a good weekend. Then. Yeah, it was great. Except then I left my bag on the Amtrak. <laughs> 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 on the thing that goes oh on the on, no, the, train? on the train. Oh my god! How the hell? Uh, your 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 luggage? Yeah, you left your own yeah. luggage. My own. Yeah. <laughs> I it uh, it's it's really bad. <laughs> I, you know mind? what you need to do? You need to you need to adopt the um the lifestyle of a of a uh, of an FBI courier and handcuff your luggage to yourself. Yeah. Yep. It's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> I but I got off and uh, at the at Thirtieth Street, and I checked everything. I said, "I have phone." That's what I left on last time. Got keys. That's I got what this. I left again. on last time. Uh, <laughs> now, did I bring luggage with me at, and, uh, to the hotel? I, I did. I checked every single thing, and I was just okay. Good, 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 good. Oh, this is great. I'm really organized. I get off the train, I and I didn't leave from Thirtieth Street, so I had to get a cab back home. I didn't even think of the bag until I walked in my front door and I go, oh, my goo, you've done it again. The thought didn't occur to you that you were not carrying any luggage into your front door. And that's after I'd already left it in a taxi cab in New York. And But, Um, like, the thing is, you've left an unattended bag on a train. I'm aware of that. Okay. Um, I'm aware of that. Did you get Um, it back? Well, no, I haven't called yet. You haven't called yet? It was last night. When was this? Oh, it was last night? Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm going to rely on the <laughs> kindness of strangers. Oh, oh let's see how that oh, works out. Well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There Anything is. important in that bag? Enough that I really need the bag back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Well, hopefully you can get that worked out today. Yeah, we'll work on that. All right. Let's do the letter of the day. Here yeah, we go. Thanks. Kristen and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in space, of which I've got a lot of. Yeah. All right. We will uh, give you that first letter. we got a few more to go before we give it away. We have a Metro by T-Mobile four-pack. Of four packs, a four-pack of general admission tickets to the Philadelphia Zoo, Adventure Aquarium, Clementon Park, and Splash World, and the Santana Concert, August 24th, the BB&T Pavilion. Planet Earth is calling. Recycle your old phones. We were just talking about that last week, actually. Um, so we'll give that away on Friday, which will be here before you know it. But uh, what's coming up on today's program, Pierre? Uh, we got Cool Workforce Blocks. We got Weezer. We got Foreigner. We got Foo Fighters. And uh, we'll have tickets for Beck and KG Elephant and tickets for the Offspring Show you just announced and um, the Collective Soul Blood CD, uh, which is our free Music Monday gift today. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And uh, best of luck to getting your luggage back. Thanks. Help mm. me. I need to thank our sponsors. President C Show is brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also, Chorus Photography, the official 
photographers of the Preston and Steve Show, and Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal and computer recycling needs. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a great program. Uh, first of all, we have the guy that has huge gonads, Mark Summers. He's going to be in our yes. Uh, if you hear that clip that says, "You know me," I have a huge gonads. That's, That's Mark. Him that does it. Yes. Him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith. We'll be in touch with Kevin. Kevin never a lack of words. New Jay and Silent Bob movie coming out with just about everyone from all the past movies. So we'll uh, spend some time with him, and we will have tattoo artist. James Vaughn, who is from Ink Master Season 1 and 7 in our studio to administer a tattoo, so I'm sure we'll talk to James tomorrow. Yeah, too. yeah. That's it. We're done, Ray. John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you, Live. If you have not lived in the Philadelphia area for 10 years, you're not allowed to use the word John. I don't think you should be allowed to ride a bike. I think you should have about three years just understand how it works around here. All of these dumbass students don't know how to cross a street. Cross the street, then look at Snapchat. Next message. I let six people, count them, six people make a turn in front of me. And each and every one of them. Gave me a thank you wave. It's a rush hour miracle. Next message. Man, it's too freaking hot. I can't wait for the winter. F*** my ex-wife. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.